The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? My two lovely co-stars, Gavin Alexander and The Beads. Welcome back, baby. The show is presented live and in living color from all of our basements, even if I don't have a basement. And we'd like to say a special shout-out to DeMar Hamlin to open the show as he is home in Buffalo and recovering. We got great news from last week and... I hope everyone donated to his GoFundMe and very happy to have him safe and secure back at home. Also, some footnoting. Now that we have you hooked with the tragedy that was Damar, we're going to shamelessly plug our new merch. Beans, tell them about it. All right. So, Gavin, you have uh, this envisionment of a shrub catching for 800 yards. Well, this shrub now has a jersey shirt. So, um, we have online, we have released a shrub jersey. So go and buy them. Yep, shrub number 89. Good for 800 yards receiving in any Chiefs offense. You can get that at our link in our Twitter on our Twitter account in the bio. That is at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Go get your shrub jersey today. Support the pod. It's a good time. Of course, when you make that purchase, make sure you do it under like a fake account name of some sort of way, like Andy Reid is purchasing the jersey just for fun. So, <laughs> Gavin, are you gonna put? Are you gonna buy a shirt and then put it on a shrub? Yeah, I gotta actually like plant some shrubs or just some form of plants out front when the spring comes around. So it's the like perfect off season addition to the house. So <laughs> it's the latest signing. <laughs> yeah, and you know the shrub, the shrub shirt comes in men's. And woman's, so you get it for that special lady that she knows that you think that she can go. She thinks it's a she thinks it's a real chief shirt. (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) Who's shrub? (laughs) Oh, it's first name tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, now that we have you know given Demar Hamlin his update very gracefully so and shamelessly used him to plug our merchandise like the assholes that we are it's time to get into the show proper and we'll talk about the nfl and we'll talk and gavin and beans are going to have a fight that's why i have two black jerseys here today because someone's going to die in this fight but first someone else died and this is also why i have black (laughs) because tcu got killed by georgia it's a fucking funeral out here I can't even describe how bad that game was. I didn't watch any of the second half. I played Fall Guys instead. <laughs> um, in order for TCU or for Georgia to kill TCU, TCU would have probably had to show up in the first place. So I don't think Georgia did a fucking thing to TCU during the game. I think TCU just never even showed up for this game. Whatever reason that was or why or like whatever, 
that that was just a piss poor effort from the very first kickoff. They looked like they didn't think they belonged. They didn't look like they wanted to uh, be there. It was uh, honestly embarrassing for the Big 12 conference and just like kind of overall just sad. Honestly, I remember us talking about the Broncos game where it looked like the Broncos had just like quit on their head coach and their team, their their quarterback. Honestly, the effort looked like similar, just like going through the motions. Like, and I'm not even talking about like second half. I'm talking about like first couple drives. Just, I, I it was just sad. What do you think, Beans? So, I watched a lot of it in amazement, like of like how much ass kicking there could be. My thing with the game was it looked like TCU, like you mentioned, just didn't want to be there. They looked kind of sheepish. But when I knew, when I saw Kirby Smart go for it on fourth and five when they were up 25, I was like, oh, they're, they're putting up a lot of numbers today. <laughs> and they did. And they Dude. just kept scoring and scoring and scoring and more. I'm telling you, dude, Quentin Johnston fucked them over. Because he said some shit about how they like the matchups against the Georgia defense. That is just the biggest of no-dos. I don't know why he fucking said that. So I texted you guys in the group chat, and you guys yelled at me. But I just wanted to say, like, the the, the way that that Georgia was playing that day was just on a different level. And I said... You know, these guys could beat an NFL team. I'm not saying that they could. I'm not no. saying that they could. I, I will not I'm say- stand no, 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 here for I know, that I know, take, I know, I know, I know. I will not I know. stand here. Redact, Sam, redact Sam, your I know. sentence. Sam, I know. But my point to that was they looked god-tier that day. Like, they just looked like they were unstoppable. I don't know how many pounds of cocaine they snorted before that game. But it was just – it was just the different level. I've never seen the team work mesh so well – run as fast as they fucking humanly can possible. Everybody was sprinting everywhere and it was beautiful football. I like, I've never, I can't believe I can say like watching a team play and say it was beautiful outside a couple misreads. It was great football and Georgia's in. Yes. You just stunk. <laughs> yeah. That, that I was going to say that exact same thing. Um, but I you still have I to, but to be perfect against a shitty team, like it still takes a lot of like, it's yeah, still, you sure. can Georgia was really good. Like I'm not gonna take that away from them, but I think I think the magnitude of everything is I think look, man, like I don't wanna sit here and say that like TC wasn't good because TC was good enough to win like enough games, but like if you go and you like look at a lot of the games that they played, there's a lot of games they could have lost and should have lost. What, what two games? The 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 KU the game. Baylor game is a prime example. Game? Um, the K-State game when everyone died, like the first one. I mean, that again, that's just me being a homer, but you know, whatever. Who knows what happens if Jalen Daniels, you know. I, I, I know that Bean came in and played awesome, but you know, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. You could say they probably should have lost to Texas. I mean, there's a lot of games like Oak State. They had to come back from like 10 down against Oak State like early in the season with like But doesn't that doesn't that play. I'm not trying to fight for TCU here either, but in my opinion like doesn't it show more on TCU ends for for I, not I giving up uh, for it fighting? Shows that, I think it showed that they I mean dude, there's they're just the Vikings. They both they both wear purple, they both win a bunch of one-score games and they both get their ass beat when they play a team that's semi-competent. Like and I think the worst example of it is like you look at the Michigan game and Michigan throws two pick sixes, so they spot them 
14 points on that. And then they have a touchdown reverse at the one yard line and hand the ball off to a converted linebacker because their Heisman finalist running back towards a meniscus. So you pretty much spot TCU 21 points and they win by six. And it's like, I don't know how good this team actually was. Like it felt like a seven and five or an eight and four K state team that just got a lot of luck. So I, I agree. I've been, I'm, I've been in that camp the entire season. But I also think, like, to even push Beans's point, like, almost out the back door even further. Like, not only was uh, TCU overrated coming into this game, I just don't think it matters, like, what their body of work was because that wasn't the same TCU team. That wasn't the TCU team that we saw. Max Duggan played like a dog. It was a high-effort team. This team uh, gave you everything that they had, fought for every inch. It's what allowed them to come back in a lot of the games that you were referencing to. They had zero fight in them in this game from the very first whistle. Like, I'm they not literally looked good. I, I was just going to say, like, I'm not watching a high school varsity team play a middle school team and then coming out and saying, like, oh my God, this is the best high school varsity team ever because they executed a functional offense against. No, yeah, schools. I. I agree. Like, it did look like it did look like a varsity versus a freshman team. It there was just like there's no, talent there on TCU, but they just weren't trying, so it doesn't matter. How, like, how look, bad? How bad do you feel for Max Duggan? Like you can tell he's a competitor, right. but you know, like he just got to be pissed. <laughs> like I he mean, had to. I've been pretty so pissed too, but I mean, like it, dog. That deep. First of all, it looked like TCU went out for, like, a week straight in L.A., like, to the fucking club. Yes. And, like, I I genuinely think that, like, yeah, Sonny Dykes is probably a good coach. I don't even know how good of a coach Sonny Dykes is. He's at least adequate. I mean, he's made he got his team to a natty, so I can't call him, like, average. He has to at least be above average, apparently. I say as Gene Chizik won a national title, which pains me. Yep. I think, um, but... I- Another point, good, a good point, not to cut you off, but like Georgia's been here. Like a lot of those guys. Well, that's yeah, what I was gonna say. Been there, yeah. Is like TC. It, would it surprise you if it came out that like a bunch of the players for TCU were out like clubbing in LA, like not for the whole all. lead up to the game, and like. Well, and I'm shit. sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of those players are from LA, so a lot of them are probably seeing their family. A lot of the players are probably with them as well. Like, I'm yeah, sure. Like, George is there for a business trip. TCU's there for, like, oh my God, like, we're in the natty. Like, let's, like, we're never going to get here again, probably. So, like, let's, let's live it up. And it's just like, George- no, that's, that's not how you win a natty. Like, that's oh not, God. that's, I, I don't have a track record on Sonny Dykes to, like, tell me how buttoned up of a program he runs. I know Kirby Smart runs a buttoned up program. So, and to touch on the Max Duggan thing, there's two sides of that. The first one, and like I've I've personally been in spots where you know you get you get to a high octane event and just don't perform up to the level that you want. There's two ways that goes. Either Max Duggan like hates himself or like uh, hates his effort or whatever more than anything that you could ever feel for him. And that would be the I guess correct way for like a high end athlete who has aspirations and is a competitor to feel. Or the dude literally just like doesn't give a shit at all in which case I don't feel bad for him regardless though like and this is weird with Stetson Bennett being on the other side and his background but like let's let's walk back and remember that Max Duggan was in a quarterback competition coming into the year and like he's 
he played really hard and he's uh like been a good leader for TCU. I'm not sure how good of an actual quarterback he's been throughout the year. Um, I mean, we're talking about like plays during the K-State game that are like a 60-yard pass, but it's a 60-yard pass because he threw it 30 yards off top uh, target to open space and his receiver ran to it. Like, yeah. shit like that throughout the season. Like, I obviously, you, he's a Heisman candidate. Like, I don't want to take anything away. People could easily take this and just, like, murder me with it. At the same time, it really just looked like Max Duggan regressed all the way back to, like, what we expected Max Duggan to be coming into the year in this game. In no, reality, Max... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I, I was just going to say, Max Duggan didn't even play good against Michigan, like, realistically. I, I don't think he played bad against Michigan. I, like At one point, he was 9 for 21 with, like, a touchdown and a pick. That ain't, that ain't cutting the mustard. No, and his, like... Uh, the inaccuracy is the like what stands out the most with them. Throw Did he say some hell? Miss, yes, just missing throws. Which <laughs> I'm, I I don't know. It really feels like I mean we play a game or we we're talking about a game where like in reality a 12 game, 13 game sample size just isn't that much, especially when you bake in injuries and everything that can happen along the way. Um, I agree, TCU is lucky, but like to kind of wrap this up, I just. I think their effort was so low and their just like desire to be there was so they didn't have desire to be there. It was so just shitty that it's not even worth like analyzing the game. Like good on yeah. Georgia. They showed up, they took care of business. Uh, Kirby smart could fuck Kirby smart should be a car salesman. Like the fact that he could sell the idea to that team that they were like underdogs and that people doubted them and whatever, like shout out to him. Makes no I don't sense. know what kind of North Korea compound he's running there, but he had to have like. You imagine like the dark web searches that he's doing to try and find like the one reporter up in like Wyoming that said that Georgia, <laughs> Georgia's like, going seven and five. No, yeah. dude, I'm telling you right now, um, Kirby Smart is going to be studied by political parties for like the next decade to see though. how they can like spread that much disinformation. I, I I don't know. I, there's no article out there talking about how Georgia's seven and five only tweets from Kirby Smart's burner phones and burner yeah. accounts. <laughs> Kirby Smart made like Gator fan six nine six nine four twenty, <laughs> and he was like adding all of his players talking about how they don't have like you know all these de- guys anymore, and they're gonna go seven and five. That's and where all their. That's Every the time that you know, a Georgia dude posts something, mid, L plus ratio. That's all it is. I'm telling you, Kirby hired a bunch of fucking GAs just to harass his players with like seven and five takes. Hey, if it produces a winning season and a season like that, go for it. By the way, Beans, Kirby Smart is 47. And that's... That is not seem real. terrifying. That's not real. I, That's I look at Kirby. terrifying. Kirby looks sixty. <laughs> he's forty-seven. He, he's forty-seven to forty-nine. He's not fifty. He's not fifty yet. Kirby Smart could go for another twenty years. You have a twenty-year dynasty. Think about Nick Saban, but like, younger. Yeah, but like you know, twenty more years of that bullshit. Like Nick Saban's been doing this for like twelve, and is about to. Like, be done. Kirby Smart's been doing this for two and has the potential to go 20 more. Um, also, one other thing I wanted to bring up. Do you guys realize how bad you have to get beat 
first of all, TCU embarrassed the conference. You probably set the Big 12 back like a decade. So yeah. fuck them for that. All yep. they had to do was like lose the way that K-State did and yep. like not get embarrassed. Like now they're a meme. Like if so, like it's now like one of those things where it's like, oh, this is how bad you got beat. And it's gonna be the Georgia TCU score. Like, like the in a Alabama meme. and the Alabama K-State score looks like a dream compared to Compared Dude, to TCU like and 45 to 20 is just looks like way better. I can sleep well at night with that score with Could Bryce you, Young doing that against me. No offense. I, I think Stetson Bennett is going to end up getting drafted way higher than people think. And I think he's going to get an opportunity to be a backup and potential borderline starter at this point. I, I think that's a hot take. But like, if you watch him, he's got a good arm, dude. I didn't even realize. And how he's good of an and, arm. He's, and he's a little bit he's a little bit faster than people want to give him credit for. He he does have some speed. Dude, he, he, he reminds me of Colt McCoy. He's gonna go in like the fourth round and be a backup for like a decade and a half, and then go sell cars. Well, that's but, what he should have been. He should have been a sell car salesman, but now he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, but like for real though, do you realize how bad you have to get beat? For you to beat the number two undefeated team in America in the first semifinal and then have people talk about how Bama should have been in over you without even mentioning the other team that you just beat. Yeah. Like people are talking about, oh, Bama should have been in over TCU when they beat Michigan and were ranked over Ohio State. Like, do you realize how bad you had to get your doors blown off for that? I just can't. I, I think that kind of goes back to like the way we wrap up TCU's season, though. TCU didn't beat Michigan. Michigan beat Michigan. That is yeah. correct. I I will say the there was a video going around the rounds from a Miss State fun, fan. Funny enough, because like SEC teams that can't win natties have nothing to them, so they just ride the coattails of the ones that can. But he's like talking about how TCU didn't belong there. And it should have been Bama. And you know for a fact that that dude has like tweeted or like Facebook posted about how the playoff expanding devalues the regular season. But he just wants Bama in even though they have two losses. And it's like, why would we even play the season like under your ideals like why wouldn't we just skip to like ohio state bama georgia and what other fucking team we want to whether it's clemson or who whomstever yeah so it's like i don't know you can't have it both ways and does anyone else want to dunk on tcu like one more time before we get out no no i'm just sad just true like truthfully when you say that's not an exaggeration because what, what you say or what you mean when you say set the Big 12 conference back a decade is like when there's uh, and the, the playoff expanding is going to kind of eliminate this. Um, but like the next uh, fringe playoff team in the Big 12 that's there, like this is brought up fair or not. This is that's a completely different. Oh, team. it will be. It a, will be. It's a completely different team than this TCU team that's there. It could be. It could be loaded with NFL talent. Doesn't matter. This game's going to be brought up. This game's going to be talked about over the next. I mean, shit. NFL, uh, NFL players like drafted players when they come from the Big Twelve. This type of stuff is brought up because they will just like ignore the fact that the bottom end of the SEC like sucks. They will just let the like players because they play in the SEC against high end talent like rise up the draft board 
and you'll have a high-end talent from the Big 12 that'll just have the, like, massive, like, but he plays in the Big 12 sticker on him, and this is the reason why. Like, thank you, TCU. Yeah, I'm just just sad and pissed. We can move along. Not until I make you guys realize that next year the Big 12 is a 14-team conference. Yep. Which means we're going to beat up on each other even harder than before. Dude, we... That conference is going to be wild. We'll preview it eventually, but, like, everyone from Tech is back. A lot of people from K-State are back. A lot of people from KU are back. OU in Texas or OU in Texas. It's going to be a wild ride. Is it next year uh, that OU and Texas are gone for sh- uh No, it's like it's not till after 24, my G. 25. We might have two. Well, 25 is when they leave, so they would yep. stay for the 23 and the 24 season unless they give us $80 million. Which I, yeah. I think that, like, a buyout's actually uh, – I think there's actually a chance of that, which is what I was kind of getting to. I just didn't know what year they were actually supposed to be gone for free. Grant of rights ends um, – like, basically they would move to uh, the SEC in July, like, of whatever – and the a buyout might be in the play because uh you know we haven't released a schedule I don't think yet. <laughs> no, yeah. not yet. Beans, your wedding is going <laughs> to uh get planned like in in fucking October. <laughs> it's gonna have to. <laughs> Whatever works, man. All right, <laughs> NFL time. It's the playoffs. We have six matchups, and the NFL hates fairness and uniformity and they're playing games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for no goddamn discernible reason. I hate it. Gentlemen, we might as well start with the first one, which I don't know what it is. It is the Sea Chickens versus the 49ers. Ah, yes. The quarterback who captured the hearts and minds of a million people and then sucked in Geno Smith and the quarterback that captured the hearts and minds of everyone and has yet to suck, Brock Purdy. Yeah, Uh, perfect lead up to this game. I don't know what to expect because we're past the, uh, like, oh, this quarterback's just new and they don't have film on him, so he's going to suck game. Like, we're past that point with Brock Purdy. But at the same time, like, it's still going to happen because he's Brock Purdy. Um, This has been, like, one of... This, like, type of work is the stuff that makes me respect Shanahan more than anything else. Like, the fact that you just, like, plug and play basically anybody at running back or quarterback into that offense, and it, it works. It doesn't matter. There's no drop-off. That's your uh, C.J. Beathard. Um, yeah. But, like, um, realistically, 49ers have got the best roster in the NFL right now, in my opinion, since their defense is getting healthier. I think that uh, Seattle's just, like, we talked about the Chiefs a couple weeks back, or the Chiefs game. They've regressed back to, like, the shitty team that we thought they were going to be. They just went were so hot early. They had enough wins in the tank that they could make the playoffs and be exciting. Um, 49ers are going to run away with this thing. I think it's a two, uh, two-score two game for the Niners. I'll go 35 to, like, 17, 49 And I'm not giving scores. I'm not Seattle's giving scores either. Okay. That's Seattle no, is going to – That's what it's going to be, so there's no reason to give other scores. I, I really wish it would have been Detroit here, but – it is, Dude, it is. Detroit actually has a chance to win because they can match tick for tack on offense. Yeah. Um. Yes. I mean, Seattle's got enough on offense, honestly, to do it. But like, ugh. 
I'm just not yeah. like impressed with Seattle and how they've been playing. Yep. And uh, San Francisco has been really good. I think that Brock Purdy game is coming eventually. I think that's more of like a, it's like a championship, championship thing. I mean, the problem is the NFC sucks so hard yep. right now that like it, the only team that I really think can beat the Niners is the Niners. is the Eagles and then yep. just the Giants because the Giants always make the Super Bowl when like no one thinks they're any good. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have the, I have the 49ers winning this one as well. I don't think there's going to be much of a show here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hopefully Tyler Lockett plays well, you know, represent K state, all that good shit. But I, I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on Gino in this game too. Not only are you in the playoffs, you're probably, uh, fighting for your job. So, you know, yes. Yes. Um, I do want to, before we move on from this game, is it um does what happened with Brock Purdy in a Bill Snyder family stadium in a cold night game were in November. In November, thank you. Where we got inside his brain just like fucking rent free, made him play like shit. Absolutely. In that game. He moved. Was I that made, I made Brock Purdy move that night. He was warming up for several series behind the players. So behind his sideline of players, he was warming up there and I yelled at him profusely for two to three drives. And eventually he started throwing in between all of the players further close or closer to the field on the sideline. I made him move. Brock Purdy's a fucking bitch. Bitch Purdy ain't got shit, but he plays on the Niners. So it doesn't fucking matter. Apparently. I guess that's what we're going with. Uh, still, like, prospect evaluation matters somewhat, but when you go to the 49ers and don't have to do anything, it doesn't matter. Brock Purdy is mentally – I here's the thing. Either he's a bitch or I hardened him mentally. I'm taking at <laughs> least 0.01% of all success that Brock Purdy has achieved in his career because I got in his head. I made him move. I made him get better from that experience. So I with, still remember yelling at him that they'd never love him like Seneca Wallace, and boy, did he prove me wrong because no one gives a fuck about Seneca Wallace. So, <laughs> like, with, with Brock Purdy, like, real quick, and then we can move on. Yeah, okay. Um, um, with Brock Purdy, like, his throwing motion kind of hurts him, so he doesn't very accurate. He doesn't have a lot of arm strength, which in, you know, Shanahan's offense, you don't really need that. But if you ever watch him, like his toe is always pointed towards the sideline and his whip motion is all arm. So probably what's going to fuck him over then that he's going to end up, he's going to end up in a cold ass day NFC title night game (laughs) against Philly. And And it's going to be hard as fuck to get that ball there. Well, and I'm saying like the Seahawks secondary isn't all that great. We've experienced it. Their linebacking core isn't really the, uh, you know, coverage linebacking core that a lot of other teams in the NFC has. So I don't think this game's an issue, but like I mentioned before, watch his game, watch the game, and you'll see how weird his throwing motion is and how different it is compared to a normal NFL quarterback. Chargers next versus... Yeah, what's that? The next game is Chargers-Jags, isn't it? Yes, Chargers versus Jags. Uh, who we ja- who we jagging with? 
What? Losing quarterback is officially the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. That's what this comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Winner, not overrated. Loser, overrated. That's shout my out, synopsis. Shout out to Ian Harditz on Twitter for uh, pointing out the fact that losing quarterback in this game has to shave his head. Um, that's <laughs> There's that's, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, baby. Well, I think uh, – Based on where they're starting at right now, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, hair is a little bit more of their personality than you, Beans. So, uh, <laughs> that was a good one, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that really as a shot at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert because, uh, that dude, be I'm telling you, when you say, when, I'm telling you, anybody out there, if you're thinking about d- diving into the bald head look, a, you must have a beard, and B, you feel so much more confident. Like, I have a 401k now. I don't know what those letters and numbers mean, but I have it now because I'm shaving my head. <laughs> yeah, all <right. laughs> so, all right. So, going on to this game, uh, Chargers are getting healthy, kind of. Uh, they have Until the Brandon Staley played them too much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then Brandon Staley was a dumbass. Uh, Mike, uh, Jesus, Mike Williams gets hurt. And because he's, he's always, always hurt. hurt, though, and can we blame him for that? Like Mike Williams is bound to yes, get hurt. We can blame him for that yeah. because he was healthy going into the game. at some point, at some point, ass God, game. It, is, it is God's job to make sure Mike Williams is always hurt at the end. Of, whether it's the first didn't series, even win the game either. They let Mike Williams get hurt just to lose. Yeah, I, it's either going to happen at the first quarter or the last quarter. It does not matter. You just don't <laughs> play him, bro. Yeah, beans. Would you rather have a healthy Mike Williams or a hurt Mike Williams? If those were your only two alternatives, this is similar to the "Would you rather have James Bradbury or not?" argument. No, this is completely different. But uh, I'd rather have a healthy Mike Williams. But just bench him for this game. Just like that's what we're saying. Yes. Correct. <laughs> well, Correct. Welcome. Okay. Welcome I thought I thought top. you were no 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 no. I thought you were saying as far as like letting him finish the game out. You know what I mean? No. You should never I, thought, well, I thought you said like, oh, like he could go in for a couple series, maybe a quarter, but you know, then he gets hurt. When did he get hurt? Like, was it the third? Was quarter? it the third? I I don't know. Don't tell what? me he played him into the dog. You already know what's going on. You got the halftime and got on your phone and saw what was going on in the Ravens game. And you still put him back out there. Don't yeah. quote me on it, but I think it's the third. I, Anyways, I, my predictions on, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I would just my predictions on this. I think Chargers are not going to win this game. Staley's fired. Sean McVay to the other LA team. I need. Uh, I need to. I don't remember what the direct quote was. And sorry, this is terrible podcasting. But um, like, um, we don't quote anything around. Here. Well, I know that Brandon Staley after the game, because like when something like that happens, like truthfully, as like a fan or like whatever, especially with the year that Brandon Staley's had. Um, you want to see, like, all right, I don't agree with the decision that you made, but do we at least have, like, a rational thought process to get to the decision that you made? Like, similar to us, like, questioning the onside kick with Chris Kleiman. Like, I don't agree with it, but, like, I understand why you thought you needed to do that against Bama, and you were aggressive the rest of the time. Like, I feel like at least you were rational in your thinking to get there. I know that Brandon Staley comes out after the game and is immediately, of course, asked about why he played his starters. And like, just didn't give the cookie cutter. You know, we want to be uh, we competitive. Wanna, we want to we want to be competitive. Wow. We want to make sure that we're sharp. 
I, I'm sorry, Ending I don't remember advantage. what he did. I just know it was not that. And that's just, like, <laughs> concerning. Like, you just don't have a reason for them. Oh, no, no, no. It was literally him basically saying, like, there's 17 weeks in a season. Like, we play our – we only have uh, so many players on the roster. Like, we have to play players. Like, we just don't have enough players not to, which is a fucking lie because the Giants literally, like, in the same week showed you that you could literally just, like, put a subway crew out there and run a functional NFL offense and defense with it. I shouldn't say functional, but like you can operate it and it can happen. Um, you just make like them inactive and like yeah. call people up from the practice squad. Like, yeah. what do you no, mean? Easy. Yes. Go ahead, Beans. Do you think he had to hit, hit an incentive in this game in order to make more money? Do you think that could have been playing a role in it? Daily? No. Um, Williams. Do you think Mike Williams had a chance no, to hit? No, because all the starters played. I know, but. You know, if you have a chance to sit somebody who's potentially hurt or somebody who's like healthy, like a Justin Herbert or somebody who's kind of hurt, like, do no, you think I'm, Mike I'm, Williams? No, like, they're, at all? They're, they're, they're all healthy. This is a like you either bench all of the starters or you bench the most important and see, ones. I like, think that's the difference between somebody like an Andy Reid and a, you know, Brandon Staley. Andy Reid's been in the, well, Andy Reid's been in the league forever. He knows like, OK, I know the situation we're in. Let's bench even the record that the Chargers have. Like, I know the situation we're in. We're going to bench our starters or at least go out for a quarter. At least go yeah. out for a quarter yeah. and say, you know, yeah. keep their, keep them game ready and all that stuff. The, the then third and fourth them. quarter starters playing is the thing that's just inexcusable in this stuff. But I yeah. guess to, to keep us moving along, Chargers are still probably the better team. Um, I just don't think that matters. I, I trust what uh, Doug Peterson, I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence and what the Jags are doing right now is close enough, like in terms of like roster strength to the Chargers. And I just, I think that the Jags are more functional right now. I, I yes, I just said that. You can quote that. You can frame it. Those words came out of my mouth. But the Chargers are a fucking mess this season. The Jags, like Doug Peterson has righted the ship. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has had some down games, some inconsistent games, but... By and large, has been like the guy we wanted him to be this year. Uh, good for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he wins his first playoff game here. I like that. Sam? Yeah, I think just in general. Um, I mean, there's so many ways that Brandon Staley could have phrased that, too. I keep thinking about how all he had to say was, oh, we've been really hurt this year, and we just wanted to, like, mesh and stay sharp. Yeah, or, he like, literally blamed it on not having enough roster spots. Literally any or, answer like, but the one you – I mean, that's like, kind of concerning, too. You can't give the answer if you don't want to play the Bengals in the first round if, like, you lose. But, like, at the same time, the Ravens are starting Anthony Brown. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think this is a dumb way to pick games, but this is how I like to pick games. Um, I think the Chargers will win this game mainly for just one reason and one reason only. If Brandon Staley loses this game, he's going to uh, probably get ousted. If he yeah. wins the game, he probably buys himself another year, especially if he makes a surprise AFC championship run, which isn't out of the cards considering how well the Chargers have played the Chiefs over the past two years and the fact that it's hard to beat the same team three times. And the reason I say this is because the worst thing that could happen to the Chargers is that Brad Staley is their coach next year and only bad things happen to the Chargers. So they'll obviously win this game instead of just losing and making it really easy to say, oh, let's go get Sean Payton. Oh, let's go get Sean McVay. I don't think so that's a dumb reason. Chargers. I think that makes a ton of sense. 
I think the char- I think even win or lose, I think the Chargers will make the decision of bringing in somebody like Sean Payton. Or I, Sean I don't know. It depends. Beans. Bad organizations make dumb choices all the time. That is very. That is Boom. very true. Because <laughs> here's the thing. That is true. <laughs> here's the problem, Beans. What happens if the Chargers win this week and then like Sean Payton is like in Denver the very next week and Sean McVay is like in a broadcast booth the very next week? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's like we're gonna be running out of time here, and where even Sean Payton, Sean Payton might end up in fuck. I don't, dude, I don't know why he got linked to Arizona. That just seems like propaganda, but whatever. Yeah. All right, let's lump Cincinnati and Buffalo into one game because it's the same game. It's two elite teams playing at home against division rivals who are starting their third-string quarterbacks who are both not great. Yeah. Uh, it's the well, exact same game, and they're both going to win. You know, I didn't think of it that lot. way. The, the I, didn't, I did not think of it that way. The, the yeah, it's the same game. Yes. The, the only difference between Buffalo and Cincinnati is teams to me is I feel like Buffalo's offense is, like, more fragile in terms of, like, uh, they lose to Fawn Diggs. That offense is just, like, shut – I don't want to say shut down, but, like, significantly hurt in a way that Cincinnati's offense can still function just fine with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins if they lose to Jamar Chase or something like that. But even if Buffalo loses a Stephon Diggs in this game – Josh Allen's going to pull back his way to 100 rushing yards and a couple touchdowns, and they they're going to figure out a way. Uh, these these two teams are going to blow out. I nobody's going to be surprised if both these teams just cover their uh, cover the lines in this game and run away with it. I I do want genuinely for Skylar Thompson to do well, and I would love for Skylar to win uh, because you know K State. But I'm not going to talk about either of these two teams because they will not win, and I am step in it. I am instead going to ask you guys what you think as, of Atlanta as the neutral site AFC championship game if we get Chiefs buffs. <laughs> so not only are we going to completely skip these two games, we're going to talk about a game that might not even happen in three weeks. <laughs> two weeks, technically. Um, so Atlanta, I, yes or no? Uh, no. It's not no. like – because in my thoughts, like the game should be in a place that's A – Kind of in the middle, has the same type of weather. And it technically is the same distance. Yeah. It is, I know. But to me, going to Atlanta seems a lot different than going to like a Chicago or a uh I would have loved to have played that game. One, here's my power rankings for like my top three like stadiums we should have went to. Uh, Number like three is, or number four is every indoor stadium. Like, no. I don't like that. Yeah. Number three was every outdoor stadium. Well, Any of them. Five. Five is indoor. Four is outdoor warm weather, so like Miami. Three was outdoor, like cold weather, kind of like KC Buffalo. Two was Cincinnati, because that would have been really fun. That would have been hilarious. You, that would have been really <laughs> goddamn would've... funny. Like That would have been savage. <laughs> That would have been really funny, but like also really sad and like would have definitely had people thinking that game was rigged, you know, with <laughs> them going back to this. And number one was Wembley. I wanted them to move that game to London. I wanted it to be so goddamn sick. dumb. You're a I wanted sick it, it to be a sicko thing. I wanted them to go play the game at like fucking 10 a.m. Eastern time. 
You know what? Let's just play it out of call it. Go to Michigan. Go to the big house. Dude, that would have been that honestly, fuck it. Put that number two and bump everything down. I still wanted them to go play like in Wembley or like in Germany or something. Just because, you know, hilarity. If we're gonna do this, do it fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. The the only thing I have to add is like all the people, and I know I'm I'm sure Beans is in this group that's like I want it played in like an outdoor cold weather stadium to be like, you know, for it to fit what we might get in all reality. But doesn't that, isn't that not neutral site? Isn't that like literally what Buffalo like wants to be playing in and is used to playing? But I mean, in? that's kind of what the chiefs are going to be playing in too. Like, I mean, Arrowhead. And- I, I get it. But Buffalo in the winter versus like Kansas in the winter is like two different monsters. Th- that's so, fair. Again, yeah. it doesn't have to be Buffalo in the winter. I, I'm just saying I want it outdoors. You can put it in the middle of the day somewhere. That's not going to be super snowy. Like it, it's just going to be a colder game. Like, yeah, I'm okay with a that. Game where you need to put sleeves on. Like I'm not sure. Try- I'm not trying to go somewhere where there's going to be like fucking 10 inches of snow. So the one thing I am glad about is not for not getting a place like Chicago is that Chicago's field is horrible. Terrible, yes, horrible. We'll be horrible, playing horrible. on a legitimate field. At so at least, field. like, at least, at like, you're at a good. And Chiefs fans, they travel really well. We have Chiefs fans everywhere across the U.S. I'm sure Bills do too, but like, the amount Chiefs fans, they travel really well. So I don't I think still this will wish be an they issue. would have put it. I, I, I guess I would have. I would have preferred like, dude, Ann Arbor would have been fucking sick. That would yeah. have been, been so. Funny. That yeah. would have been sick. But all right, let's uh, let's wrap yeah. let's rapid let's rapid fire these next two Giants, no, Vikings, and Cowboys. Bucks. The last two games or the two games we just talked about were the same. I'd Wait, we talked about two games. games. These two games are just about the same thing as well. Where the team that is favored is not really the team that is favored in this game. The high man, team- we we gotta like break these up because I got a bone to pick with the Vikings. No, I no, we can break them up. It's just like I feel like I'm looking at the same thing here where the Vikings are the clear favorites except they're not and dallas is the clear favorites except they're not so let's go into the vikings game Dude, uh, giants are winning vikings this game. game i don't care that's my analysis vikings are the most fraudulent team i've ever watched the giants almost beat them like a month ago giants are winning this game that is that is my guarantee which doesn't mean fucking anything but that's my guarantee um uh, my only takeaway from this game, the Giants Giants fans don't give a flying fuck what happens in this game because they know that their roster is going to keep getting better. They're going to keep adding pieces, and they know for a fact that they've got the right dude at the helm. Uh, Bri- Brian Dable's been fucking awesome. Dude looks like just a coaching savant, exactly what the Giants needed, uh, coming from like a dumbass, <laughs> like uh, the old New Joe England Judge. special teams coach. Joe Judge, Joe Judge. and... Uh... Yeah. Yes, you went from a guy making professional athletes run laps at practice when they badmouth their coach to Brian Dable. So uh, good for Giants fans, and I agree with everything you just said. I think the Vikings at least like have the firepower and everything to be really good, and that's kind of what what has bailed them out is they just like get hot in the middle of games and figure it out. Um, But that's super inconsistent. The Giants are at least playing as well as the Giants can play consistently, whatever that actually means. Um, and it'd just be good for the NFL for the Giants to win here. Beans? 
Yeah, no. I, can you tie in the playoffs? What's the tie? What's the tie? No. <laughs> if that doesn't say anything, if that doesn't say anything, like I, I do think the Giants have might come in a little bit more pissed off. I think Dayball has that kind of like wear this on your sleeve mentality, and I think he's just gonna come in here with this piss hot. Hopefully, Daniel Jones. Like I don't. I honestly have the weirdest feelings on Daniel Jones and how he is as a quarterback. Because he looks so fucking calm all the time. The but middest also, of the mid. He looks so calm all the time, but also he's not like good to look like he should be calm in those moments. <laughs> it's a weird, he's a weird fucking quarterback and I don't like him. But I, in all reality, like I, I honestly don't know who wins this game. You could fucking flip a coin. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, it's, I, I feel like this is a coin flip game. Look, here's the thing too. You got to realize what you got to realize about this game is I, this got brought up on sports radio that I, I listen to in the morning. This game is so massive for both quarterbacks. Yes. Because, like, if Daniel Jones loses this game, he's probably getting replaced. And if Kirk Cousins loses this game, he literally also might just get replaced. Like, the loser's probably losing their job. Or at least the door opens to re- replacing them. Yeah. Like, yeah. It- it'll be one of those things where it's like, hey, like, we're the Giants. <laughs> what if we, like, drafted Anthony Richardson? Yeah, no, I agree. Or what if we like sign Derek Carr? Yeah. And speaking yeah. of two quarterbacks that are working their way out of their current jobs, uh, we have Dallas and we have Tampa Bay, where uh, a completely overrated and uh, I mean, here we are. They play their starters in the uh, final week, trying to like take the chance to possibly get the one seed, and end up losing to Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders uh, because they are Dallas. And I, I know there's this, uh, like, narrative. All right, get over there, buddy. Thank you. You can go over there. Uh, there's this, like, um, narrative around the NFL that, like, Dak's playing really, really bad. He leads the NFL in interceptions. He is playing bad. Uh, his, a lot of his interceptions aren't his fault. But, like, the important thing to take here is this is still a very, very good situation in Dallas. And, like, regardless of, uh, regardless of like, C.D. Lamb taking a step forward, having, like, two great running backs or whatever, this offense is super inconsistent, is turnover prone. Their defense is, like, taking a step back oddly, which I don't quite understand. That's the but, big thing. That's been but, the big thing in my opinion. But, I mean, that's that's kind of the th- my thing with Dak. Cause he's always been, like, that quarterback in a perfect situation. And like not, when the offensive line and everything started taking a step back, you lose Amari Cooper. The defense is supposed to be great. Now the defense taking a step back. On the other side of the ball, you have a team full of veterans from Tampa Bay who have been very inconsistent, haven't put it together this year at all. At the same time, this feels like a Dallas team that's going to hurt themselves, that's going to try and beat themselves. And I feel like just a team full of veterans on Tampa Bay, regardless of how they played this year, this feels like the game where, like, Dak comes out and the Cowboys just, like, beat themselves a bunch. Tom Brady doesn't really play that well, but he plays well enough just to not lose Tampa Bay the game. And they trot out uh, victorious. That's how I feel. I, again, this game's kind of weird to me. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Dak's not playing his best ball. And I feel like the Bucks' secondary and defense can match tit for tat, like, what you know, Dallas can do offensively. Um, Their linebackers are really good at run stuffing and pass coverage. They have a really good secondary. I just don't see how Dallas can go past the bucks here. And I think Tom Brady has enough juice in the tank to keep going. So. Sam. 
I am currently playing cards because Aaron called me a bitch. That's a lie. I was trying to uh, cover up why I was playing cards there. Um, that's probably what I'll be doing during this game because I uh, do not care about this game whatsoever. Why? Um, huh? Why? Because, uh, like, I think both – I think Dallas is trending in a bad direction. I think Tampa Bay stinks. Like, I, I think – Your feelings – your feelings barely, for – your feelings for this game is my feelings for the Vikings-Giants game. But, like, the thing with the Vikings and Giants is, like, it's funny. Because, like, both teams are frauds. I mean, like, is it this game frauds? Yeah, but they're, like, always frauds. And they're, they're not, like, funny frauds. Like, Minnesota, where it's like, oh, this team won, like, 13 games. While, like, having a negative point differential. That's and fair. it's not like the Giants where it's like, oh, Brian Day was fun. And, like, look at these guys throw to, like, no receivers. Look at Daniel Jones, like, doing things. How funny is that? Like, this is just Dak's not playing well. Dallas is playing worse. Mike McCarthy's going to get fired so they can hire Sean Payton. It doesn't, like, it doesn't even fucking matter at this point. I, and, like, I Tom agree. Brady is just geriatric. And, like, Todd Bowles is going to get fired. Yes. Probably. And, like, it, it's For just sure. – it's just – unappealing and it's just big names like that, that's what it is it's the monday night game because it's big names like not because it's going to be the best game if we wanted the best game we'd be putting giants and vikings on there because it's hilarious but no one wants to watch kirk cousins and daniel jones in prime time even though i would like to see daniel jones and kirk cousins in prime time so like i don't care um i don't I know I don't it, Tom Brady is probably going to back his way into some bullshit win like he's been doing yes. for the past month and a half and past couple like, like uh two decades three decades four Well, it's been even worse like with uh Arizona and like Carolina like Carolina should be playing in this game. It should be Carolina versus Dallas and Dallas should win. Yeah. But instead you just have the fucking ageless wonder of like bullshit and Tampa will probably just Win this game, and we'll call it a day. Yeah. I also just want, before we move on, um, the Dak isn't playing well right now. That should just be, like, set to, like, this has been Dak's kind of, like, career baseline. It, the only thing that changes his baseline, like, Dak, Dak, independent of everything else, he, this is how, this is Dak. But the only thing that changes it is the situation around him getting better or worse. And right now, it's just kind of He's like. Alex Joker. Smith. Like, yeah. that's what it is. I'm, Alex I Smith even was put fine when Smith. Jim Harbaugh was the coach and they had a good team. Alex Smith was good when he had Andy Reid and, like, weapons. He yeah. stunk when he didn't. It's what it is. Dak is just it, – it's just Alex Smith versus Tom Brady from fucking, like, five years ago. It's all it is. Except, like, yeah, except – Tom's like old as fuck now and there's less weapons and Mike McCarthy is the fat guy on the sideline, not Andy Reid. Yep. But uh so looks like we got the playoffs covered. What have we got next? We're gonna talk about the retardation that was uh week eighteen in the NFL and uh, the Texans just like blowing the opportunity to get the number one overall pick. There's, there's Lovey one Smith thing, is a savage. There's one thing I love. It is, um, sorry, drawn blank on their coach. Um, Lovey Smith. Smith. Lovey Smith, given like the double bird. They fired him like before Black Monday. Yeah, no, they legitimately like, uh, 
he he knew what was going on here. He knew he was hired as just like this. You're going to be here for a year and we're firing you no matter what happens. So in the true like just middle finger, he just walks out there, <clears throat> leads his team to a win. Um, part of that is a uh, fake NFL coach coaching against him as well. Um, all, good on the Colts. As much shit as I talk on them, hiring a fake NFL coach really did get them like in the quarterback taking range in this draft. Um, is Jeff Saturday enough of a yes man to Jim Ursay to like purposely like lose games? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. If the, if you get to keep your job, yeah. Well, he's not going to keep his job. Well, uh, this far. <laughs> this yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that, that Jeff Saturday take did not age super well. And then Deion Sanders lost the Black College National Championship game too. So that was part of my uh, synopsis. That that game, that ended very poorly. Now, uh, with that, like, I, a lot of, there's, a, there's quite a few people that are out there that are like, oh, it don't, it does not matter. The Bears, the Bears will just take Will Anderson. You, the Texans can still take their Bryce Young pick. And it's like, no, because Chicago is in trade back territory where like somebody like Indianapolis or, you know, insert other terrible team name here where they want a quarterback, Carolina, New York, you know, like they will sell the farm so that way they can move up to that number one spot. Those people are so full of hurt dirt. Like they literally have no critical thinking skills. Like they've never seen a trade happen before. With how much like uh, rebuild Chicago's in right now, like they are thinking like draft capital over like – We we may as well get get there because it's like one of the hottest discussion things on – sports sports media right now if you're chicago and let's just assume that like you're not getting a haul you're just getting like fair value whatever that is are you taking a quarterback or are you trading back i think there's merit i think there's merit to take a quarterback if you like bryce young it depends what you can get for just wow i think really um, yeah beans you know how many passing yards per game they had this season like 150 do you know how horrible the lowest graded passer in the NFL. Beans, I don't care. Andy Dalton like threw was a better passer for that team last year. Yeah, you know how horrible of an offensive line. Yeah, I get it like the passing yards and all that stuff, but like it, it should say a lot too like you you I don't see know, the man. flashes, you see the potential. The offensive line was horrible. Where do defense, you see the, the defense, potential? Like the defense I, I guess it, I don't watch enough Bears games. Where do you see the potential? Do you see it in, in there's, throwing the ball so, or him running the ball? It's both. So whenever you watch him throw, like he has good form, he has good motion, he has good reads a lot of times, but it's that young, he's young. He hasn't had the chance to sit behind somebody. You're going to do that to Bryce Young too? Like you're going to have somebody come in, not, you know, having any, you know, NFL experience coming in and say, hey, here's the keys, fucking do whatever you want. Like it's those things. I feel like you don't need to. You can just let... I mean, Justin Fields got to sit for a little bit behind A.D. Dalton. I mean, not a lot. A obviously. little bit, but not a lot. And then he still got thrown out there. But in the other flashes is he he has that ineptability to know, like, okay, pockets collapsing, tuck it, run. Like, And that's what we saw a lot in Bears games is his pockets collapse a lot really fast. So he said, fuck it, tuck it, run. Like, that's how it went. And so I think he has good moments. There are some moments where he's like, what What are you thinking? But that's a rookie. That's a rookie. You expect but he's not a rookie. Things. He's a second-year player. Yeah. But in my in my mind, he is a rookie. Like, <laughs> Why? He played <laughs> all year last he's year. 20, he's 22. What, how old is he? Is he 22, 23? Like, it, 
Like yeah, that Trevor Lawrence is 22, 23. Yeah, that, that, and he's in the playoffs, gonna, my guy. That's what I was going to bring up is the Jags' weapons aren't good, but Trevor Lawrence is figuring it out and playing well both as a runner and as a passer. Who's, Daniel, who's the coach Who's the coach for Jaguars? Well, no, that's the thing. That's a different discussion. Yeah, Doug though. Peterson get compared to Matt Eberflus, I get that. But, like, isn't that just an organizational problem at this point? Like It is. And Ryan Poles, like, Ryan Poles came from the Chiefs organization. So I think he does know. Hopefully he learned a little bit, but it's hard to say. Like, you never know. There's a lot of things I mean, that like, take look, into Here's the thing, right? This roster is bad. It is bad. Basically, it's horrible. The whole roster is horrible. Here is the core, Beans. Here's the core. Are you going to are you going to be able to get that roster good enough to compete in the next two years when Justin Fields is cheap, or are you just going to be fucking mid as hell and then have Justin Fields like be fine, be good, and either pay him a fuck ton to be fine or good, or not? Like that. That's the thing. The prime hours of cultivating like a championship window is in the first. Four years of a quarterback's life, and you've wasted the first two on Justin Fields. So now you're at this crossroads. So what if you can trade Justin Fields for like two first round picks? You know what I mean? What if you can no, like, and, and then I you can take Bryce Young and reset think, the clock. I just don't think I just don't think Bryce needle Bryce Young moves the needle that much. In my opinion, that's my opinion and evaluation. I don't think Bryce. So, Young well, okay, does. so like, does he move the needle from a play perspective? Because then you get three more seasons to try and build your roster. That that's the thing is, even if you think they're the same, which is what I'm getting, you get Bryce Young for cheap for two more seasons. And like, so, but is, why why wouldn't you want to just keep Justin Field? And I get it, like you said, like you get somebody younger, and we really need to move on after this. But like. Just moving back three or four spots, five spots even, six spots, and you still get more draft capital. You get to keep a pretty good quarterback who you know shows flashes and you can work with. Probably bring in a coach that you could work with Justin Fields. I don't know. And, and, and I mean, I'm not a- saying you can't work with Justin Fields. I mean, the first thing is you got to fix the fix the offensive line. And the coach. and and the defense, like there's a lot of the defense. I mean, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of holes. there's a lot of holes, and so I, I get it comes down to organization. Do you or do you prioritize your quarterback, or do you fix your team and then find your quarterback? I mean, you got to fix the offensive line. That's the number one. I mean, like, what's the? I mean, if Justin Fields shows flashes, but the offensive line sucks, then what's even the point? So exactly. So what? So you could you could, you could trade your point. trade your first overall pick, move back to the sixth box, and take a Peter Skaransky, who's a really good offensive tackle, and you fix and you I get more think, draft I capital. I think you can patch it well enough in free agency with the amount of you money could you, you could do that too. You could do that. Too. I mean, there's a million. There's a thousand ways to skin a cat here. I and I hear what you're saying. It's just that my I, personal opinion. I don't think Bryce Young moves the needle to take that. I, draft I just pick. don't. I, I just don't think that this is as crazy a discussion that we think because I think like let, let's say you have Justin Fields now and Trevor Lawrence is like the first overall like Trevor Lawrence is like in this draft class you're fucking getting rid of Justin Fields at that point right like yeah surely. I agree with that yeah I agree with that like, and, and like I'm dude I'm a big Justin Fields supporter like I said I thought that he had the highest potential out of all the play eh, all the quarterbacks in that draft class that included yeah. Trevor Lawrence. But like, I I just don't think that I I honestly don't think in this group of quarterbacks, and we saw it last year too, uh, like how people thought of those quarterbacks. I'm not saying we're going to face a similar situation here, 
but we might. We honestly could see a situation where quarterbacks just don't get taken as early. We we I, I we, wouldn't we, agree with that. Yeah, we, we got to move on here. I I think no, we, we don't. We could just wrap it up by saying, like, regardless of either if it's Justin Fields or uh, Bryce Young, like, whatever quarterback is starting there next year is more than likely also wasting that season because this roster is going to be so bad. Like, this roster is going to need a shit ton of help. Whoever comes in is just going to be, like, thrown into the fucking wolves like Justin Fields was this year. You need to get a new coach that has a better system, has a better plan for how they're going to use Justin Fields and the weapons they do have. Um, like there's gotta be so many fucking changes. The only thing that matters for the city of Chicago at this point is a, they have options and B just the fact that like, this is the best spot that they could be in given and what they've already done. New stadium. And they traded a first rounder for Chase Claypool. So like, you got to remember like these, are, <laughs> this is a organization that is continuing to dig its own hole. They just traded away or, uh, cut or whatever they did with Roquan Smith who just got a $100 million contract from the Ravens, which is another discussion with Lamar there. I forgot but, what they got for him. Uh, I don't, I, it wasn't a lot. I know I know that. It's because like, he, he was a free agent. It was a third. It was a third. The third. I mean, that that's just off-ball linebacker who's going to want $100 million compensation. I mean, that's really just what it is. Yeah, and I, I get that, but you have no good players on your roster, and now you're trading away good players, and then you're trading for mediocre players. Like, I don't, you're going to have to pay Chase Claypool. Like, hey, 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 we would not take that Chase Claypool slander, sir. I mean, I don't want to pay Chase Claypool number two wide receiver money. Like, I'll, I'll pay him number one tight end money, but that's, uh, I, yes, this is a fucking, like, trash. The organization's been trashed the last couple of years, and they continue to dig their own hole. Um, they're in a good spot to dig themselves out, but they also got to do that right. And, uh, Regardless of whether that's uh, Bryce Young or rolling with Justin Fields, I don't think that matters. I think that uh, everything else they do besides that, even if it's trading back, everything after that matters more than who they actually take or what they do with number one. Really? No, I agree. Like, um, so if we don't have anything else um, on the NFL, uh, we ready to move on to some bets, Sam? Are we just going to not like, talk about the Kansas City game at all? No. Fuck that game. What? I don't give a shit about the game. Oh, the Come Week on. 18 game? Yeah. I yeah, dude, Week 18 doesn't count. I don't recognize yeah. it. We're literally just making fun of Fine. We beat the Raiders. We beat Jared Stidham. Woohoo. We're the one seed. The back yeah, that was court. kind of – that's very important. That's pretty significant. Mah- Mahomes, bro- Mahomes broke the uh, single-season yards record. It only took well, an extra whole game. We didn't earn the one seed. We were given the one seed by bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of true. We were, we were given potentially home field throughout the playoffs. Or, you know, home field for a game and a sweet trip to can, Atlanta. Can we, please, can we please talk about the ring around the rosy play? Oh uh, yeah, that was just disrespectful. Like that. The fact that, that just, they threw a flag really pisses me off. Eh, that wasn't even a flag either. That was the funny part. Like he actually. I wonder like, if the uh, refs freedom. were just di- the refs were just discombobulated. I feel like it was just like yeah, there's a flag there. We got to call something here. They called Creed Humphrey, Humphrey for holding when he just pancaked whoever the hell that was. Um. Yeah. No. Kansas City is on by. So that's why I forgot about them because we're on by. Yeah, me too. And we beat Jared Stidham. Yes, Gabby. 
Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the play um, because it genuinely, as, as like a uh, mediocre Chiefs fan, just pissed me off, truthfully. What? Yes. Nope, nope. That pissed you off too. Like I sent you, I sent a text in our group chat about it. That I'm gonna bring up because three things: a, it is disrespectful as fuck. Um, I do agree. Which is with hilarious because it's the Raiders. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Also, I, we need to talk about how they tried to get. Was it? They tried to get Colin Saunders a touchdown to that game. Like yes. they were not. Was, they, they didn't give not. a fuck about uh LA or uh, about the Raiders that game. Yes. They were they were coming for just being disrespectful. Here, here's the problem, and it's a problem with that we've had the rest of the season. Everything we've been talking about. Can you? Uh, uh, I I sent this in our group text. You're a wide receiver, uh, or like whatever position, trying to like work with Mahomes or trying to work with your positional coach and like work on execution, learning the offense. You know things that are going to help you all the time. It's like no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. We can't do that right now. We have this ring around the rosy play that we are going to like practice to run one time in this game that we are obviously going to beat the opponent that we're playing just for fucking fun because like it'll be really cool and like teams will love it. Like I there's a reason that we consistently muff punts but we have shit like this because we love to implement shit like this and we love to practice bullshit like this. But when it comes to just, like, simple execution and X's and O's, I shouldn't say simple. When it comes to consistent X's and O's and consistent execution, we can't do it. Um, That's my problem. That's what's going to be our Achilles heel. That's what's going to kill us. And, like, this play didn't even work. All of this shit that we did, it it took Kadarius Tony being a super athlete to break the first tackle in order for the actual play to work. So... Like, I'm not even sure what the entire point of everything was. Like, I, I get You're the point. You're just going to set it up for a mismatch later, Gavin. I, I, like, I, beans, again, here we are. Make it make sense. There's a wide receiver on the sideline that's trying to learn the offense, and we won't play him because he can't learn the offense. But the offense is playing ring around the Rosies, lining up and throwing a contested screen pass to Kadarius Tony. All right, so I got a couple things on this here. <clears throat> so, A. I know why they did this. They said that they've had this in the bag for a couple of years now. Uh, um, this is the time to use it. Yeah. And so they did this. And in my, I think they did this because a couple of years ago, the Raiders drove the bus around the stadium just to rub it into the Chiefs' face. They drove the bus around the stadium and it was just mocking. It was mocking the Chiefs whenever they beat them. And that was what, two years ago, three years ago, whenever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so it's like, I think that sour taste was still in their mouth. And so this was just to come out rent. Well, and this is to come out here and say, look what we can do. We can fuck around and still score a touchdown. That's my thoughts on that. But Gavin, so you always bring up this fact and I I wanted to talk to you about this because I didn't know if it was going to bring up an argument or stir anything up or not. You can take whatever you want. So it's not going to be a fight. I just find it. I just, I just find this very interesting because I just thought of this today and I didn't really think much of it until I thought about our roster and where it's at. Our offense, you know, you say it contains four, you know, tight ends and everything. We have three kickers on our roster. Like, what are we, are we trying to think of a trick play here to run with three kickers? Matthew Wright was brought up from practice squad to replace Harrison Butker, who is supposedly supposed to be injured, still suited up for the game. We still had Matthew Wright, and we still had Tommy Townsend, who won punter, was the like special teams player of the week. So, like, 
my thought is like, what, why are we running with three kickers? Are we waiting to run a trick play? And guess what? Matthew Wright is still on our roster going into playoffs. And that can change because it's a bye week. But why are we having three spots for kickers when we just need one, two? You, <laughs> we need a punter and a kicker. Why did like, you think Justin would, Cook- why'd you think I would fight you on, like, a completely logical and, like, completely just easy point out of how inefficiently we run our football team? Like, we are wasting a roster spot for we are. three we don't kickers. Efficient. We don't use time efficient. We don't do anything because we know at the end of the day, we have the greatest coach and the greatest offensive mind in football history, and that will bail us out. We have and that's four all, special that's all that team matters. spots. We have four special teams. Matt, Winchester, James Winchester is a long snapper. We have four spots strictly for special teams that do nothing else. Surely we can keep one of our tight ends to long snap, for God's sake. Chris Chris Lammons, the seventh-string corner, doesn't do anything other than play special teams. Five special team spots. Why are we doing this? Special teams aren't even that good either. That's the really funny part. No, we have one of the worst (laughs) special teams units in the league this year, and we have five roster spots holding on our entire roster we could use them for something else beans you you know the reality of where we're at here the reality is if if you know shrub number 89 didn't actually like tangibly take up a roster spot we would still have him occupy a roster spot anyways just because and then we would would also put shrub number 87 on roster who is behind shrub number 89 and we would use shrub number 89's transplanted routes to set up the trick play transplanted route to shrub number 87 later in the season five weeks later that's how we do things we don't everything has its purpose it doesn't actually it's not actually the most efficient thing to do but it doesn't matter because andy reed's going to scheme open some wide open but, and well and that's not just the other i get the shrub thing but like the other thing with the special teams unit is we've lost every game or the all three games that we have lost has been within nine points all three and games have special been teams miscue how does that that too but the thing is, those nine points could have been the differential between like how many field goals we've missed as a team. Like just nine points is separating us from being an undefeated team going into this bye week. <laughs> like there were going to have been no doubt, but nine points is what separates us. And we had special teams miscues, which has caused us to have five special team spots for roster construction. We- I'm I'm just pointing out if uh we don't like consistently muff punts and we don't run the ring around the rosy play like let's just assume that we can spend a little bit of time working on punts maybe we don't lose to the Colts and maybe we don't need the NFL to bail us out and give us the number one overall pick maybe or uh, seed maybe we just earn it wouldn't that be fucking crazy if we just did that and, because we're the best team like and we're sitting here complaining. We're sitting here complaining, but I'm happy. I'm I'm this. I'm happy. I'm with this team. I'm happy. I love this team. I just care so much about it. I just, I, well, I just want to know what the thought process is. I I don't. It doesn't feel good to be just like have Andy Reid have you by the balls like this because you just know that, that <laughs> he's, tickling, he's literally this, just tickling you right no, now. No, like. I'm not convinced this isn't a 500 team without Andy uh, Andy Reid at the helm. Like, if it's just a normal run-of-the-mill coach, this might be a 500 team. That's literally how much respect and how much I, like, believe in Andy Reid and what he does for this team. But that's also how much he has us by the fucking balls, is we could be a Super Bowl favorite or a 500 team and only one person changes. 
And it's a rebuilding year. We weren't even supposed to be in this spot. Like everybody was like counting us out. We're supposed to be last in the division. Nobody expected us to be like, you know how everybody said like the Georgia, how the Georgia players said that they weren't supposed to be in this position, whatever. That was everybody in the Chiefs this offseason. Everybody expected them to be a, a barely more above 500. And we're going into the playoffs where we could have been undefeated, but nine points separate us. So we're, what is it? 13 and three. 14 and three. 14 and three. My bad. Get it right, bro. So it's just one of those things. Like, I, I'm sorry, I kind of had a little bit of a rant there, but like, no, I agree I, with I, you. You're right. I felt, I felt like that just needed. I needed to get that off my chest and where we're at. Nobody expected us to be here, and we I, are fighting for. And we have the strongest possibility of making it to a fucking Super Bowl and a rebuild season. That's no, fucking I'm, crazy. Again, beans to, to like address your point of like we're uh, we're the number one seed and we're complaining again. This goes back to like when K State is blowing out uh, Missouri State, and we're talking like shit about how we just blew out Missouri State. We're talking bad about K State. I'm not trying to beat Missouri State. I'm not trying to beat Jared Stidham. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, and the reality is we aren't going to be playing Jared Stidham every week. We aren't going to be doing this ring around the rosy bullshit. When we muff up, inevitably muff a punt and lose the ASC championship game because of a muff punt or because of some bullshit like that. But you like, know, sorry to interrupt, but you know there is a there is whoever we play next. They are the the practice squad is going to be practicing that ring around the Brosy play. Can you not imagine the other team having to practice? What just went down? Like they have to. I'm not practicing like it if I'm an NFL team because the NFL team that wasn't prepared for it was still in position to stop it. They just didn't execute the tackle. And that's and that's the point of your trick plays. And I think that's what sets Andy Reid on a different level. Like you do something, the other team now has to spend time out of their practice to prepare for something like that, rather than you know spending some extra time. And maybe that's what we do. Like and I agree with you. Like we spend more time on our trick plays and we don't get special team time. Something like that, you know, you, you you do a trick play in a game, the other team has to prepare for it, they have to practice it, that takes 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, however long it takes to practice that play or set of plays, and that's not giving them time to practice on something else. That's yeah, just the, and, that's just yeah. reality of how practice are constructed and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I, uh, the, reality, the reality of it is, um, the, the other part that is my frustration with it is you're – who you're setting up plays for and what you're setting up pigeonholes you into not getting the most talented players on the field. Instead of setting up an offense around your best players, you're setting up an offense around the like specific plays that you want to run. So you're setting up Justin Watson running a crosser for five weeks instead of getting Sky more and more involved in the offense. Like that's that's the like frustrations and yeah, I we've gone over that, but we we can move along. The Chiefs have a bye. They get a whole bye week to plan on all the bullshit they want to run after whoever wins in this next uh, round of playoff games. Um, Andy Reid's great off a bye. We're going to win that game. It's the next two that are like the – I shouldn't even say we're going to win that game. I th- This team just has that feeling of we've, we've already lost to the Bills. We've already lost to the Bengals. Like two best teams we've played, we have not beat. And we've like came on here multiple times and explained why. Uh, we can't get to that high level, it would seem, right now. I know we ran away from the 49ers when they played, like, dog shit in that game. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs play down the stretch. I'm truly, truly, truly um, interested and uh, intrigued what we do in the playoffs. Well, I don't think we're going to do anything different. Just 
is uh, Noah Gray folding chair open downfield, or does like the linebacker not bite on the third play action fake that time, or whatever the fuck? Like, yeah, no, I agree. Kind of my big thing is we haven't beaten anyone good this year. Who's our best win? Probably the Bucks. The Bucks. Niners. No, well, I mean the Niners, but that's like uh, that's like uh, CMC just got to San Francisco Niners. And they like, were beat up. We're probably, we're probably talking about Chargers and Jags. Like, that's probably the two best wins we got. And so, I don't know, man. It's just guys one is, of those things. What are you guys' thoughts on the John Ross signing? I do not care. Nothing, Burger. Absolutely. Nothing, Burger. And it reminds me of term punts. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe he's just on the team for a punt return. That's now six spots. That's crazy. But. I can you imagine like having a Mikol, Kadarius Tony, and a John Ross? I it just reminds me a lot of like cor- signing Corey Coleman, you know, um, Josh Gordon, all I these mean, I players. I think that's just that what are, it is, though. Is you just you just you're, you're you, just you signing think you're, guys with pedigree, thinking like yeah, well, maybe you think you can you, fix this guy. You think you can catch lightning in a bottle, catching you know, seeing somebody like this, you know, look He's at their potential. Have a big catch. He will. And something will happen, but it's not going to be until next year because it's a future reserve deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it it's just I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, like I said, it's, it just reminds me a lot of Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon. He might suit up for a game and doesn't do it. Yep. <laughs> so unless he returns punts, if he's returning punts, catch the ball, just fair catch it, wave Please. it. I, I'd be all for a lot of Jarek McKinnon's value is like being a uh, just veteran that understands where to be, understands finding space and all that and working with Mahomes. That's basically all he does really, really well. He's not really even that great of a running back. He just kind of understands how the nuances of our offense and uh, scramble drill and all that. We really mm-hmm. could use that type of veteran presence putt returning just to like completely solve the issue. Like some dude who's just done it a thousand times not going to muff punts. I don't even need you to be dynamic on punt returns because we haven't really got anything out of our punt returns all year. It's just avoiding the mistake. That's all I want. We bring back that. I'm not saying John Ross even is that guy. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a great pickup for the chiefs though. Bring back Dante hall for a year. I don't care. Like just be, do whatever. Like, I'm just, just looking for to field it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. We got bets guys. We do have what bet. bets. What was our bets again? I don't remember. Did you I write got, them down? Uh, well, <laughs> I got you, Bean. All right. What'd so you I guess I'll start since I, uh, you know, have been playing cards this and that. I, I hate that I've been playing cards. I couldn't care less about the uh, Chiefs game and what we were talking about, to be honest. Appreciate that. I, well, I'm sorry. Like, we ran ring around the Rosie against Jared Stidham. I don't care. Um, I have already revealed what my bet is. My bet is 100% absolutely the Giants are going to walk into Minneapolis and Brian Dable is going to sit his fat truck nuts that he has on his fucking, on the fucking Giants or uh, Vikings forehead. And he's going to dunk all over them with his big ass truck nuts of being good at fucking being a head coach. So give me... Giants money line. Turd. Um, 
I, I'm confused which one Beans is going to take here. So me and Beans are going to co-list uh, two bets and give our thoughts on them. Uh, the first one is uh, the Bucks covering the score in the, uh, um, I think it's two and a half, covering two and a half in the Bucks dallas game. Uh, we talked about just a bunch of veterans on uh, Tampa Bay. Dallas trending in the wrong direction. It feels like the Bucks could kind of just win that game outright. And that kind of how you feel, Beans? Yes, absolutely. And then we'd also discussed, uh, regardless of what it is, I saw 185 and a half, but that is supposedly uh, either incorrect or been revoked for the moment. Uh, passing yards line for Skylar Thompson starting in the playoffs for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Beans, I might disagree with you on this one, so I'm going to let you go first. Let's just assume it's 185 and a half passing yards. Where are you going? I got, my gut says under. Really? Honestly. Well, like, I, it's I, cold. The, I have trouble just betting on a player to get there in garbage time in the playoffs. Like, that's that feels wrong to me. The reality of it is I don't think Skyler Thompson's that good. And I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to be highly motivated. I think the defense knows they're going to have to play well in this game. Um, yeah. I think that this – I think – and I think Buffalo runs away with it. And I – yeah, I think – Maybe like you uh, luck into two fourth quarter touchdown drives and just kind of get there that way. Of course, you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Um, anything can happen with those two playing receiver. I get that. Uh, I just don't feel good betting an over NFL prop on Skylar Thompson. No, and I, I don't care what it yeah. is unless it's like turnovers. Yeah, um, and MGM has absolutely nothing on Skylar Thompson. There's not scared. even like interceptions. They're scared. I almost think it's – has he been officially named the starter yet? Yes. Okay, well, well I don't – Sleeper. You, you guys are going to have to noggin yourself up and come up with something else if Skylar Thompson, like, doesn't get anything on bed MGM. Well, yeah. I've had this bed in place for three hours. Uh, Okay. I don't know. We'll think of something else. But, uh, I mean, think of something later. It doesn't have to be now. Oh, bucks okay. out, bucks outright. It's always sounds pretty good. All right, so with that, we're sitting at two legs of uh, plus four twenty eight. That is five dollars. Woo! Wins twenty six. Um, but we will we will not be betting that right this second. We will be uh, we'll be waiting on the Skylar Thompson line. Yes, um, yes. Gavin despises this man. I do not despise Skylar Thompson. I despise the public feeling on Skylar Thompson. Absolutely despises this man. He, but, hey, if he goes under and wins his money, money. That's what I'm saying. Hey, so uh, Sunflower Showdown on Tuesday? Who's hype? Who's not? Yeah, uh, we're good. So fucking excited. Um, This is awesome. Tang is the most likable, uh, just best thing that could have happened to K-State basketball post-Bruce era. Um, we are at, like, top-end range of outcomes. We are at height of heights. Um, the sad part is the reality that, like, range of expectations is probably going to regress back to the mean at some point. But uh, this team is on a fucking hot streak. Um, we're the hottest team in the Big 12. We're running a fucking train through the conference. I'm all for just, like, not being ready to be hurt and just taking whatever, like, oh, I just see this team, too, just eventually getting blown the fuck out when they lose, which is a sad thing. 
But regardless, we're here. We're having fun. I think we could beat KU on Tuesday. Uh, <clears throat> I think we have a very, very real chance to beat KU on Tuesday. Um, and the the pinnacle of the career, it will never get any better outside of a national championship for Jerome Tang, is Sandstorm playing in Bramlage and the student section chanting KSU anyways because they have so much respect for Jerome Tang in the short time that he's been here. As we're beating KU and blowing them out in Bramlage, there's no higher, there's nothing else that can happen outside of a natty. That man does that, put him in the K-State Hall of Fame. That's it. Career over. There is nothing more you can achieve unless you win a national championship. I I love the dude. I'm so excited. Um, basketball season just started like two weeks ago. So uh, we're here. We're bought in. Let's fucking go. What you got, Sam? Hey, man, I'm excited. I'm a little less bullish than you. I think, I don't know. I, I like to see, um, I like to wait on making grand sweeping conclusions when it comes to stuff. I, I don't, huh? The season's half over. Yeah, but the Big 12 season's only four games in. Like the Big right. 12 season, like, like, we still got 14 games to play. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just spouting up bullshit when I say that, but in my opinion, I am. I would like to wait a little bit more in terms of like seeing what we're going to like be. I think we could be good. I think we could also be just be hitting a really hot streak. I do like Tang. The one thing that I've told Gavin before, Tang feels like a guy you could win a natty with. Like I don't know if that would ever happen. Jero. Jerome is in his 50s. If he stayed at K-State until he retired, you're probably looking at like 10 good years and like five sad years, like max. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like Jerome's not some dude who's like in his fucking like late 30s, like early 40s, where it's like you got 20 opportunities to go win. But, I mean, I think like – I could see it working if he like continues to find guys in the portal like this, find guys. Um, that th- that's the stuff that makes it tough for me to pump the brakes. Is like the reality in college basketball is it's like the easiest sport in the world to quickly turn things things around in, especially with the transfer portal added on to the fact that it's just basketball where like a couple players can dramatically change your team. Um, yeah, and I, I I get that, and like Ari- you saw it with Arizona. Arizona basically turned that shit around like immediately. Yeah, like last season. Like I totally understand like everything that you're saying. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't necessarily want to pump the. I I want to pump the brakes because I want to make sure that like we're not over expecting anything. Right, like I, I want to see K State, like play KU before I make any grand judgments. But before, oh, so what is your current expectations? Because mine is just competing for a Big Twelve t- championship. That's it. I wouldn't That's- put it there for me yet. Okay, that's where mine is right now. I would say my current expectations are probably in line with um. Yeah, my, my current expectations are making the tournament like fairly comfortably and finishing top half of the league. Or okay. at least like sixth or something. That that's kind of where I'm at with this, is just kind of 
Like, we need, like, I just, I genuinely do feel that, like, at some point, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the team's going to fall apart because I don't want to, like, just say that. But, like, I just feel like the team is playing as good a because I've watched a lot of our games, right? And, like, I just feel like we're playing our best basketball and we're peaking really early and there's a lot of time to, like, lose, like, four out of five. So, I, I'm i going to kind of deter away from your comment here. I love Tang. Like, what this guy no, has the ability. I don't want you to think that I don't. No, no, no. Like I'm not. Tang I'm not Tang. saying. I'm not saying you don't. But I'm just saying. From I'm gonna. I'm speaking now. <laughs> no, okay, like. Sorry. <laughs> it's my turn. It's my turn. I've been waiting. <laughs> no, it's my turn. So I love Tang because, and if this doesn't define who he is as a coach, I don't know what will. The guy has. I don't know. He pisses vinegar every day. This guy is fucking wired all the time. But on the sideline of the Oklahoma State game, Oklahoma State just went on a 10-0 run. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I did, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Tang has his coaches down, which, side note, we have a lot of coaches on our staff. It's crazy. Yes, but I think that's important. I, that is very I important. Too many coaches. Than I don't know how much they're making, but I say keep them. Like, this is good. This is good for our kids, especially in a year where everybody's new. You need a lot of coaches. But anyways, on, Tang's on the sideline with the coaches. And he's coaching his coaches. He's sitting there telling them, hey, guys, if we lose this game, like, this is how we're going to act. This is how we're going to be. We're not going to hang our heads. He points at himself and he says, this is on me. This is my game. He literally says, this Mm -hmm. is on me. And I don't know how, like, as a coach, I've never seen somebody say, if we win, it's our players. If we lose, that's me. It's my fault. And I've never seen a coach sit on a bench and Bruce Weber would have never coached his coaches. Bruce Weber would have. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making fun of Bruce Weber or anything. I'm not making fun of any coach here. But for a coach to sit on the bench and coach a coach during a game on demeanor, on how to act, and stuff like that, that is crazy. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I love. I love that. If that doesn't say what he is as a coach, imagine how disciplined those players are as a team, and you kind of see it. You see the players bought in. You see now the crowds bought in. Fans yep. are bought in. And it, that's, I know. that's that's the difference. difference. That is a big difference. Fans are now bought in. And yes, it, this is a chance to change K-State athletics for a long time. And I say, and my boss mentioned this earlier, and I agree with him. At the end of the season, no matter what happens, no matter the record, because nobody expected you to be in this position, back the truck up to Tang's house and pay the guy. I the smartest thing that that man has done, um, in my opinion, like getting here, realizing the spot that the basketball program is in after just the last couple of years of Bruce. We've been on here talking about that. Everybody knows what that is. And the reality is just like I need to get excitement and I need to get people like thinking about K State basketball at the forefront of their heads again because it has been a while since that was like, you know, a major part of a college student's uh, like early mm-hmm. spring and late winter semester activities at K-State. It had been years before Bramlage had like been filled up consistently and sold out crowds. Like what you saw, what, what you see after the game with the players circling around the stadium or Bramlage, what you see with Tang doing the Wabash with the fans out in the midcourt. That's like one of my favorite 
favorite like K-State tradition this is, and it's new and yeah. I fucking love it. It's awesome. The fact that he's like getting the crowd involved with the team, with the game, with like the amount of effort he has put into that, A, it's a hundred percent paying off. And B, I just think it is so fucking smart and I love the man for it. That's and players notice this. Whenever yes. you bring in a recruit to this game and you see a coach having fun, that makes a difference. And yeah. a seven a yeah. 17-year-old stupid high school kid notices that stuff. Yeah. And I I hope it brings in some amazing talent. And I, my I, well, it already is too. Is the thing? I mean, like, but shit. the thing is, the thing is, that he scrapped this team together. This is all transfer portal dudes and like people that a couple that return. This is him just piecing things together and making it magical. Imagine what he does in a couple years when he has his guys, guys that he wanted. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I yeah, I again, I really like the direction that K State is heading. Um. I, I think I think we can be excited and reserved on this season in particular at the same time. Um, and I think we're going to – I mean, let, I, I think the big thing is, is we can't just be sitting here not even thinking about uh, – not even thinking about the TCU game even. I mean, TCU's a good team, and they lost to Texas last night. But, um, I mean, Big 12 is a gauntlet. But we're going to yeah, learn a no lot about K-State in the next like five days, like There's after no Tuesday in the big 12 K state. I mean, big 12 is probably what the second, third basketball, best basketball. Co- I'd say second. The it, it's the best beans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the best basketball conference. And you're, I mean, you are starting to see other conferences like the sec is starting to take more pride. The SEC in is basketball. also very good. Like, but I they're starting, they're, they're improving their basketball in that conference. But Kate, you know, the Big 12 is such a, like you said, it's a gauntlet. It's hard to get through. It's hard to win. It's hard, you know, and, you know, I, I, I just can't imagine anybody else leading them. Because with Bruce Weber, like, we expected mediocrity. Let's be honest. We expected, like, the losses um, that happened. Like, we expected. I, I don't think ahead. that's entirely fair. I think that it turned into a point where that was the expectation after, like, so, like, towards the end, that was just, like, Jesus Christ. Can we at least get to mediocrity? It wasn't a like going into the season, like wanting or expecting mediocrity thing. That was just kind of where we ended up with the last four years of Bruce after the Dean Wade and Barry Brown class graduated, uh, just never got replaced. Like, again, I don't want to talk about Tang and it turn into a like, holy shit, thank God we moved on from Bruce. We've talked about Bruce. Bruce did great things for K-State. We have he the lead eight. We have two Big 12 titles. I love everything he did here clearly time to move on like this i want every it's really hard to not talk about the previous coach obviously especially compared he kind of you would have you have to admit he did set a foundation he did set like like he improved a little bit he he brought things to where they are now it made gene taylor aware like hey we have to take this serious yes i i well i think the end of bruce's tenure made that a emphasis for gene taylor and i I appreciate Gene Taylor for doing that. I also just appreciate what Bruce did. It's it's okay to move along from Bruce when it was just like when it was time and fucking hats off to Gene Taylor. Now's the next step where you keep the guys here like Chris Kleiman, like Jerome Tang. Um, but 
hats off to him for finding the right no, guy. No, yeah, that was my biggest concern with Gene Taylor. He's never really had to truly fire anybody because he had a winning yeah. you know, mentality at NDSU. So I was always worried, like, is he really going to ever fire Bruce Weber? He's never really done that before. And he did that, and he's bringing in guys that he he, he knows is a a win a winning team. And you never when we brought in Tang, I don't think I ever heard a single negative thing come about him, other than the fact that yeah, he's Taylor not. Taylor fans he, loved him. If you went on yeah. Twitter, like everyone loved him. And the only downfall was like, oh well, why was he an assistant for so long? I think it's because he truly loved it there, and it took a lot to get him here. So if that says something, mm -hmm. like. If he loved being at Baylor and him coming to K-State to be a coach, I think that says numbers. I think that speaks volume, that he left a place that he loved to come here and be a head coach. Because that's a big jump, honestly. If you're an assistant yeah, coach, it is. being an assistant coach for 15 years, you might think like, yeah, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm kind of invested here. My kids love it here. My wife loves it here. You know, you, you, know, you kind of get comfortable. So to make that jump from being an assistant for that long and then saying, yeah, we're going to move to a completely different state in the middle of nowhere that's flat as hell, and we're going to go to K-State where it doesn't really have a basketball history. Well, I don't want not, to say that we don't have a basketball history. Not, okay. not a basketball history, but like, you know, like that doesn't – Baylor has a national championship. Well, yeah, that's fair. So, so, I mean, where Baylor was – where Baylor is and has been the past couple of years, like at least – we know Tang will get us there because he's been in those shoes. He's been in that situation. Has yeah. the ability to. Yes, he's seen it. He's done it as an assistant. And, and you know, whoever his head coaches were, whoever his head coach was before, I don't even know who his coaches were. Shout out to them. You know, they had to have taught Tang how Scott, to be in this. Scott spot. Drew. Him and Scott Drew were hand in hand. So. so, exactly. Like, Scott Drew, like, we're getting the, what do you call it? <laughs> the... I don't, I don't know what you're going to call it. The second hand Scott Drew here, and I think it, he could surpass Scott Drew if he if he keeps going up to the if he keeps if he keeps improving the way that we think he's heading. Yeah. Yep. Well, like I said, we'll know a lot more about K State basketball. Um, KU is kind of just KU and themselves to the season. They're kind of just not playing great, and then winning a bunch of games in Allen. So I mean, that's just kind of how it rolls. Yeah. So good good for KU on that front. Um by the way, Oklahoma's not won an Allen since nineteen ninety three, which is like a crazy stat to me. I uh I like um and I actually I'm you know what I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out uh Jacob Katzenberg, who was uh, or call him out, I should say, who was on the uh podcast a couple weeks ago for a couple things here. Um I saw it tweeted the other day about playing an Allen just isn't fair, and it's like Yes. What do you think, like, literally every other fan base in the country has been saying for decades because it is impossible to play two teams, and one of them is a top-five basketball team in the country consistently, in Allen Fieldhouse. We understand it is unfair to play there. Um, yeah, Allen, Allen is rough, and, I mean, just in general, too, like, oh my fucking God, dude. Like, you give KU one ounce of momentum in that stadium, and it is just... It's done. <laughs> Yes. Like it's over. It's like you're yep. just fucked. Yep. I also want to uh, call him out for saying that KU should not be worried about this uh, terrain, this fucking storm that's building out west in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, we're going to see here on Tuesday, but since that point, we still ha don't have a negative data point on K-State basketball 
and Christian Watson has regressed back into exactly MVS. So uh, here we are, folks. Um, we're right where we want to be. Take that, Cass. I know he's not listening, so we can at least record this and send it to him. We got a hot. We got a, some thought-provoking moments and some hot takes to take us out. All right, I got a good one. I know you guys are going to answer this. You guys are going to make fun of me. I know. I, I see it coming. I can already tell. That's but, a recurring theme. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, I am the punching bag of, your, of many people's words. So <laughs> everybody's got to have that punching bag guy. Anyways, so if you could have one player from any team in the NFL right now for just one year of their contract, who would it be? So... You have to take our cap hit into accountability. Right now, we're sitting at about three, four million in cap. So okay. So the question is, if we could steal one player on from any NFL team on their current contract, contract, but for one year, only one year one of their year contract. Um, oh, man, probably. Is Nick Bosa still on his rookie deal? No, he got. I think he signed his extension. Did he, did he finally his fat ass extension? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm probably like someone from some edge guy. Probably it's either an edge or I'm just taking some like Jamar. I might just take Jamar Chase so that way the Bengals don't have Jamar Chase. I <laughs> or uh, like take, you know what I might do. Here, here's one for you. I might just take Joe Burrow, so that way the Bengals have Joe Burrow. Well, wow, no, no. you're playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, chess, not checkers. So if I take Joe Burrow, since he's on a rookie deal, it'll be easy to fit in. The Bengals fucking stink. So now we, you know, now we've eliminated a contender. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow. That's that's 4D chess right there. Taking Joe Burrow, chess, not checkers. Um. I, I guess I was going to – I thought we were just, like, taking a player to put him on any team, so I was going to take Joe Burrow just to be my starting quarterback. But are you talking about the Chiefs? Just Chiefs right now. What it's, is that squeaking noise? That, that, that is my dog, Sydney. I don't even know where you found that. <laughs> I think yeah. it, is it a whistle? It's a, is, it a, is it a rape whistle? What is that? No, it's, it's a, a squeaky toy. toy that she's destroyed the squeaker, but is still, like, attacking the squeaker. The up. squeaker literally needs help. It sounds I, like it needs I, help. I, I know. It no, sounds it, like it, a, stop, a penguin from Toy Story. Toy. All right, thank you. Um, uh, if it's just the Chiefs, I'm taking Jamar Chase, and he's going to – well, fuck. I that was the other person I was thinking, and then I thought, ah, you know, we can just neuter the Bengals. Well, I, the other problem with that is we wouldn't play Jamar Chase. We'd play Noah Gray out there. Um, so, <laughs> so just take a tight end. Pick up a tight end. Who, who's the cheapest elite edge guy I can get? Like Aiden Hutchinson? That's like the other I was thing thinking, I was thinking. I was thinking Aiden Hutchinson too. Like it's got – or like uh, fucking Trayvon Walker or something. I was thinking more safety. Like honestly, like a Jesse Bates. Oh, because you hate one Thornhill. That's right. <laughs> I mean, think about having an elite safety in the backfield. Dude, does Milf Manor start this week? I think Milf Manor does start this week. Is there any good rookies on Holland? Javon Holland is Javon one of my Holland. favorite safeties, and it's literally just because of that Ravens game last season. That's literally it. No, like, and I don't, 
He he's like good... actually grades as like a top ten safety as well. He's no, I get that. I good. I like him. Him and Cam Curl are two of my favorite safeties, and it's specifically based so, off of like. So one yeah, game I think I think play. I think I'm locking in my answer. I am definitely going with Javon Holland. I I actually second that because he also was like a second round pick. So you're literally paying him nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 all bought in on that. I let's not hide the fact guy we're missing, but I. I I'm okay with our edges. Like uh, we're making the Chiefs talking, but I'm okay with our edges. Like we're kind of piecing it together. Like honestly, Frank yeah, Clark but, is like, our worst. Give me edge. an elite edge player, bro. Imagine know, if we had an elite edge player with Chris Jones. I know, and maybe you're right, but Carlos Dunlap, Mike, da- Mike Dana's stepped up way more than what we would. Mike Dana hasn't stepped up to Aiden Hutchinson. That's for fucking sure. No, but he does make a pretty good difference. And then you have you have Carlos Dunlap. Carl Loftus, you know, he's been on a tear here lately. I still think I'm going Javon Holland. I think you could really scheme up some shit. Joe Burrow, best backup in the league. Let's fucking go. Let's win a Super Bowl. I like that exercise. You could, you could run uh, quarterback sneaks with Mahomes. That again, was a good though. one, Beans. Thank you. I appreciate that. Has uh, TJ Watt signed his extension yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. TJ Watt gets paid a lot of money. Oh, wait. No, I- I'm taking Micah Parsons. That's who I'm taking. Oh, yeah. oh damn. That's a yeah, good Gavin, one. Yeah, see, Gavin is just playing, you know, better than Beans. Beans shows a fucking safety that might be top 10. Gavin shows a potential defensive player of the year, and I'm playing chess. So, damn. <laughs> yep. That's uh. There we go. We've solved it. We're gonna move on to hot takes, and I got I I have a workplace disagreement uh fight. To oh the death yes, I love in it. The office for you guys here today. Oh my god, uh, have I heard this one yet? No, this was the one I was gonna tell you yesterday, but said I was gonna save for the podcast. So well, I'm ready. we are um, designing uh, some drives for a uh, product at work, and I need to essentially make a bolt able to move. I'm going to put it in a slot, and I was uh, essentially needed to make the slot um, look like an oval. And so to describe the shape of the oval, I said I was going to make it more ovular, and I got some looks. I said I, I got some like stop what people stop walking by and you know like look like what did you just say and i'm confused at this point like i'm thinking like did i have like an hr violation this morning that you all are like catching and they're like no like what did you i was like ocular like confidently like it's a fucking word dumbasses and they've just like sitting here looking at me just judging me and I'm I at this point I'm confused at what we're confused about. And they're talking like ovular is not a word. Yes, it is. Like it describes <laughs> it describes the shape of a circle. It's a fucking adjective for a shape. And then my boss like takes it into the this is when we get into HR territory because my my boss clarifies, well, that sounds reproductive, which that is <laughs> that is the ovules. That is not oval. That is a ul. It's a different pronunciation. Completely different thing. Um, but I understand how we got there as well, uh, because we have ovaries and we have ovals apparently. So um, yes, we also went that direction. And the part that pisses me off is if you Google ovular, which I will do right now in front of everyone on my computer, ovular. Is it a the word? The problem is the word that comes up is pertaining to an ovule, resembling an ovule, also ovulary, which is all reproductive, which did not help me when we then Googled it on the work computer. 
So, uh, you you googling on the work computer is a massive L. Like that's an HR violation right there. No, no, fuck you. That is a word because ovular also means an adjective to describe the shape of a circle. It is also in another dictionary. It has a double meaning. I would have called. I would have said ovular, but that's just me. Can you play the sound off the computer? What does the sound on the computer make? Uh, I don't know if it's like. Is there a speak? Enough. Is there a speak option? Uh, I don't. Uh, if not, well, I'll, I have I'll, I'll Google Translate it. Uh, that I know that one can speak. I, here's my synopsis. I don't know why your coworkers are like so caught up on this. That well, because I, 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 think I, it's I don't know either. Um, like ovular, like I mean that sounds right. Like ovular. I don't know if it is. I wouldn't say ovular. Hey, hold on. What the fuck are you? Oh, Portu Portuguese, my ass. It's English, you dumbass. Yeah, dumbass. Ovulate. Ovular. <laughs> Not that. It's saying. Yeah. All right. All right. Hang on. I don't ovular. know where the fuck this. I said it was ovular. Ovular. Yeah. Gavin kept saying it was ovular. ovular. It is ovular. It's an oval. No, it's ovular. Mine say hold on, hang ovular. On. Hang on. Actual... Listen to mine. Listen to mine. Ovular. Yeah, ovular. No, okay, I understand that it's pronounced ov ovular on Google Translate, but you can't go from oval to ov ovular. That's how you get to over, like, ah-ha-ha! No, you get, from, you get to ovaries from O, the letter O, not little ov, you dumbass. It is an oval, but regardless, ovular, however you want to pronounce it, still should describe the shape of an oval. You have circle, you have circular, you have rectangle, you have rectangular. It is all the same. Like, it's Triangular. It is there. It's used multiple times. This is just a different way to do it. It is ovular. It's a word. It is a thing. See, he said it right this time, and there was no anything. Ovular, ovular. It doesn't matter how you say it. Ooh. No, uh, what, what are the two sounds just... an O makes? Ah or O. 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 Ovular. 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 Yeah, ovular. Oval. Ovulate, ovary. I, I, I don't I, think I don't we know. have it. What, what do you? What, what do you mean? What did you want us to say, Beans? Like, are you gonna give us the answer? Are you just gonna let yeah. us sit here? I'm just gonna let you guys sit here He's and just stir whether it's, so if it's you guys or off. And do you guys think that is the actual <laughs> definition of the word? Well, first off, I hope you really had a, a conversation with your HR specialist there. Um, oh God, no, 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 Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm kidding, HR. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go into my HR, HR guy ran 3000 miles this year. I'm not going to go into HR because I don't want to get fired, but I have I have spill the tea. I have spill the tea. They're great. They're they're wonderful people anyway. So shut the fuck up. Ovular. I would have said I see. I feel like I've always said ovular. Regardless yeah. of if it's ovular or ovular, if you said that in the workspace in the context of an oval, I would understand it and think you weren't an idiot. Well, yeah, I, th I think what happened is, is I'm just imagining dumb and immature. I'm just imagining how what's the average age of your coworkers? Well, 40, no, that's 30? not the problem. The problem is the baseline of me being an idiot at work that I've already established. So there's just an assumption that ovular isn't a word or isn't the word I think it is. And then when you oh, Google that's it, smart though. If you if you make your like employer think that you're stupid but like smart enough to get all your tasks done, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, I'm, that's where you want to stay. I'm stupid, but engineer smart, and that's where I don't you want to be. I honestly don't know where I'm at. I'm either at like, hey, here's your pink slip, get the hell out, or like, hey, you're doing a good job, we'll keep you around for another dude, month. I like, love, I'm at, I'm like at that stage. So, dude, I love like work some days because like one day I'll go to work and I'll get like a ton of shit done. I'll feel like a rock star. And then, like, the next day, I won't do shit, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to get fired. Like, it's literally no, okay. just – it's up and down every fucking day. Here it's is my hot take. Okay, here's my hot take. Gavin, thank you for leading me to my hot take. I will say this. If you hate your job, Leave. just quit. Just quit. No, I'm serious. They oh, do not don't give just it. quit. You got to give no. it two weeks. No. Well, okay, yes. Give your proper two weeks notice, but get out. There is no reason to have that kind of mental capacity. I have been through a shitty job. Like I have been through a transition here in the last year. Like I love my job now. I love it. I love it. I hope I get to keep it for a very, very long time because I love what I do. And I've been in a situation where I've hated my job. I've hated my life. I've wanted to leave. Nothing feels better than leaving your job and being at a place where you're greatly appreciated. And I love what I do. I love where I work and it's so much fun. Just, Gavin. just find, just find it, Gavin. Yes, uh, this goes perfectly into my just like life synopsis of when people are complaining about their situation. Because yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Uh, you want your ancestors want to plop their ass down in Africa and then complain for the next two thousand <laughs> years because there's no water? Leave. There's <laughs> water in other places in the world. There's nothing keeping you in Africa. It's not difficult. Just don't live there. It's not that difficult. There are things called airplanes, and they will take you anywhere you want to go for literally just about anything. If so, you don't like the, if you don't like the giant spiders in Australia, guess what? Them. They don't. Well, no, they don't like you either. Leave. <laughs> just leave. No, it's I, really not that difficult here. You don't like your job, leave. You don't like your country, leave. You don't like not having water at the place that you live, leave. It's really not difficult. If you don't Stop. like if you don't like how your town is running things. There's other towns out there. Yep. I, I will say picking up and leaving in certain situations is super hard. We're definitely in an age where we have a lot more mobility in that case. And I think this is more of a conversation for like people our age who don't have families and stuff. Well, that's you, know, you get, you get to be like 30 with two kids. Like leaving is just kind of hard. That's when kind of our demographic of our listeners though. Like that's a fair point. But I, I do want to say, like, on a disclaimer, like, you know, I, like, be, Beans and Gavin right, like, you hate your fucking job, like, leave. But, like, leave the correct way. Go, like, find a job first that well, you yes. can go to. Yes. Give your two weeks and leave. Like, and that's that, exactly like, what I did. And fun fact, fun fact. I didn't mean to really interrupt you there. Fun fact. When I was uh, leaving, in the leaving process, we had a meeting. Like It was the very last meeting, and it was with everybody. You know, It was just one of our – my last meeting with all the other supervisors in the room. And I don't know if I can tell this story or not, but I am because it's kind of fun. And so um, they said – they were saying some stuff, and everybody's laughing. I made some smart-ass comment because I'm kind of a smart-ass sometimes. That's just how I am. I'm, a per I'm really just yep. a smart-ass sometimes. It happens. And then – my boss at the time was like, Oh, you better be careful. Like you're going to need me as a reference. And my response was, well, I didn't need you as a reference to get my job now. Oh fuck. And the mood <laughs> just went blank. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That that's a mood killer right there. Because that, 
that, that is savage. That's like a dick move too. And it was, I left the meeting and I felt, and guess what? That was like my second to last day. I never felt so like relieved. I, I, I'm with you on that beans. Like it's a dick move. It's terrible. People that don't know the situation, like are going to think you're terrible for that. But they also don't understand the just like, it's really, really easy to be a shitty company. It's really, really easy to be shitty your employees. Oh, it's dude, really, really it's easy. So to, easy. Yeah, to be it's a bad easy company. to undercompensate. It's easy to be a bad boss. Like, and when you're like in that position below someone that's just terrible at their job or whatever, and finally just get out from their clutches because you just decide you're worth more than that, it's a great feeling. It's, it's, it's one of the incredible. best. I I you know, I not I don't want to be like personal or anything, but like I feel happier. Yeah. I'm so Fuck much better. Fuck you. I don't need you. Go well, fuck like, yourself. The other thing too is is like what's really funny is a lot of people will like talk about how like a lot of people are like job hopping and everything and like there's not a whole lot of loyalty to like being in like a company. But like the best like the best way to increase your market value and like make more money is to literally like go somewhere for a year or two and leave. <laughs> Yeah, because someone else will like give you more money because you have more job experience, and they'll like just hire you for more than you're worth, like to the other company. Yeah, that's, that's which a is really point. which is really shitty because like I like my job and would like to stay like in my job, but like if push came to shove and someone offered me like you know an extra thirty thousand dollars to come live somewhere else, it would be like hasta la vista, like thanks for the memories. Yep, hundred percent. Do I have to come up with a hot take? One, Star Realms is fun. I've been playing Star Realms like during this entire pod. I don't know if you guys realize that. Not like the entire. Hey man, it is what it is. There's nine people in the call with us, and what the other six are doing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm hoping that uh, this time, not next pod, but the pod after. I'm finally going to buy a uh, Jersey frames. You know, you might get to see a little fun, fun, fresh action, you know, back here instead of just hang hangers. I'm you know hoping that for the first time in this podcast uh, history, I will be able to come on this podcast and in a sport where we're like truly underdogs and are expected to get just beaten down and be below this beloved national championship team that we're supposed to still talk about because they live in the state and we have people that cheer for their team. Um, I'm ready to beat. I'm ready to beat Ku next time we come on this podcast. That's what I want. I well, want we'll be talking about whether we won or lost because the game's on Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I thought. <laughs> I don't know I what I'm talking about. That. How we beat Ku? That's what we're going to come out yeah. here, or come back on here and talk about how we're the best basketball team in the state of Kansas. How awesome everything is. That's what I'm excited for. That's what I'm ready for. I don't want to talk about how this. Nat, we have to give this national championship winning team. Go fuck yourself. You guys have won a national championship. You've done what I haven't been able to do, what we haven't been able to do, and that's what I won. What's up, Beans? I'm excited to watch football this weekend and not feel stress. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, that'll like, be first time hey, I don't have to, I, hey, yeah, this, is, this is great. Look yeah. At Look at us. Hey, hey. So, in lieu of my hot take, because I really don't have one. I pretty much just spent it on uh, the Giants winning against the Vikings. Um, in lieu of that, let's get a final Super Bowl prediction for the record. And uh, let's just see what we see. Gavin, what do you got? 
Oh! All right, you think about it. Beans, what do you got? Chiefs 49ers. Bengals 49ers. God, you suck. With the Bengals winning. God, you really suck. Yeah, who's winning? Chiefs, I'm assuming, Beans. Yeah. You homer. You homer, yeah. bitch. I want that to Gavin, happen. Gavin, it's okay. You can pick the Eagles to lose to the Bills. Now, the Eagles are going to lose to the Bengals. I just yeah, want to put a disclaimer out here, by the way. Um, I have no idea. Ah, man, Bills are in such a weird spot because, like, if they yeah. win, everyone's going to say it's rigged. And if they lose, like... I don't like. I don't know. People are gonna say that they only lost because like the game didn't finish up and they didn't get the one seed. Uh, can Can we agree? I guess I feel like Cincinnati and the Eagles are just the most two most complete teams. Coach, roster, everything. Philly too beat up for my blood. Um, I don't like Brock Purdy like at all to like pick him, but in lieu of any other healthy good teams. San Francisco, and I think Cincinnati's the best team in the league. Beans, you raised your hands when I said complete team and not Kansas City. So what you got? So actually, like the Eagles, like are in a really good position. They have draft capital. They have cap space next year. It is unreal the of uh, like what they could do this offseason and turn their whole lives around. Philadelphia fans should feel very. Philadelphia and Detroit might be the two organizations where they should feel comfortable going into this offseason. Yep, hundred percent. It's amazing when you. Uh, I don't remember what trade they did to like uh, acquire even more picks this last year. I just remember I really really liked it at the time. Re- remember they traded a first round pick and paid AJ Brown. So like they pay, they've already like waste or I, they've already spent a lot of capital and a lot of money just on one player and position. You can't tell. Like it's literally just like you. You have no fucking. They have like they, they have like two first round picks this year. I know that's why the tenth overall pick to boot. Tenth, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they did, but well, they made that trade with the Saints last year. They traded up for Olave. Oh, oh that, that's that, right. was it. Was it Gardner Johnson? Chauncey. No, I don't CJ, remember. CJ Gardner was it CJ no, Johnson? Picks, I thought. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. No, Gardner Johnson was bound the Saints because he got punched by Michael Thomas. Right. Oh, that's right. And uh, the, I know that uh, the Saints essentially, because they traded up and then traded up again for Olave. So at the end, they gave up like three first-round picks for the guy. Um, and that's why we love Chris be- Olave. Great for dynasty purposes. Also, we're going to end it on this. Beans, welcome to the fucking gauntlet of our dynasty league. Beans in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Um yes. Welcome. This. Welcome to the gauntlet. We've officially Sick. taken over the league with the Flyover State Sports Show. At some point, I'm going to rename it the Flyover State Sports Show League or the Flyover State League or whatever, like for one day to piss Travis off. But that's it. Yes, Beans. Sandusky's, have Jake Ferguson. Sandusky's wish list is going to be making the playoffs and is going to make a really strong run. I really like my team, and I, I, I'm really confident in where, 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 where we're at. Can I get a little bit less fence sitting and a little bit less coach speak in that and some actual words? <laughs> go, <laughs> go Sanduskies. 
Go ch- and on that note, I think it's time for us to leave. We like to thank everyone for listening to us, even though we sound like complete jackasses and complete idiots, and are playing cards during the broadcast. To we want to thank- see my buy low list for the season on the back of my. Uh, Is it a shrub? Yep. <laughs> We're gonna uh, we want to thank everyone for listening for this entirety of the college football season. We've had a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and a lot more highs than general uh, for normal. We're looking forward to for college football season to be coming back in about 200-ish days or whatever it is. I don't know how long it is. And just know, if you ever want to come on the show, we're going to need some fucking content because once football is over, we're going to be struggling because my two co-hosts over Mia, Mia and Mia, hate the sport of basketball and baseball. And yeah. We did it so, last year. We did it last year. We can do it again. We did do yeah. it. You know, we we started without football too. We 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 were forced. We to really, buy. we were really struggling. <laughs> I disagree. We brought we brought forth some of the most correct and like rational draft analysis of anybody that you could have possibly listened to for last year's draft. So who's my who is my sleeper at the quarterback? Your draft rankings don't matter because you don't believe your own rankings. <laughs> Who was no. your sleeper at the quarterback? Zappy. Uh, oh, yeah, that is right. I can pull it up here. <laughs> I had uh, Dustin Crum, but, like, I suck at draft analysis. So well, Crum's a, Crum used to be on the practice squad for Kansas He was City. on our practice squad. It was exciting stuff. And then we um, had like we, Jerry on Ely, who is, like, also on the practice squad. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we pretty much just we had. We had John. I had John Mechie in like my top three, and that went to hell. Well, you know that could come to fruition. I would you hope. Know. You never know. Well, turn, his, turn is laughing at what we made. <laughs> I am. I'm going back through this, and there's some incredible shit back here. Oh my god, let's hear it. <laughs> no, what's the uh, worst thing? All right. So for uh, full disclosure, anybody still listening at this point? As uh, this is going to surprise you none because you've listened to entirely too much of Bean. But Beans came on this show. That's going to piss me off. <laughs> Beans came on this show. I know that he was paid off by Travis in order to do this. Came on here and uh, puts Jamison Williams number one at wide receiver last year. Drake London two. Chris Olave three. All of this makes sense. Just completely disregarding that Garrett Wilson exists, first of all. Um, yeah, facts. And then Gross uh, Guy Moore at four, which at that time was still even like way crazier than it was at, dra- at draft time, after the combine, whatever. This is like early. Just like makes no sense. Um, I'm supposed to be the Sky Moore guy, and I had a five because I acknowledge that Garrett Wilson exists. And then this motherfucker, after he pushes up this dude's ADP, via our podcast and uses this to just like jack up his price and make me pay up at the 109 for him. Then he gets in a startup draft and he drafts <laughs> Christian Watson over him. <laughs> and then he yeah. has and then he has yeah. John Mechie at wide receiver five, clearly still behind Sky Moore. And then Wait, he didn't have Garrett Wilson in his top five? Yes! He didn't even have Garrett Wilson. God, what a fucking idiot. I know. Oh, God. I was so pissed. Who was a sleeper? Uh, Makai Polk? Who the oh, fuck I st- is that? I still, have, I still have hope for Makai. My boy oh, Mackay. shut the fuck up. Pick him up in <laughs> Dynasty then. Pick him up in Dynasty right now, you bitch. I will say... Beans' sleeper was Bailey Zappi, so we got we got to give him that. 
Hey, who was my sleeper at running back and uh, wide receiver? That's really all I care about. Sincere McCormick was your sleeper at uh, running back. Yeah. And your, uh, Dustin Crum was your sleeper at. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't care. Wide receiver. I, don't, I knew Dustin Crum. Holy shit. So uh, Sam is also a Jake Ferguson fan because he was his uh, tight end sleeper for this year's draft. Uh, yeah, wait. Was that because he was missing a f- – no, he was from Wisconsin. I think that was yeah. literally the- – Yes. Yeah, he was from Wisconsin. That was the only reason I put him as a sleeper. Also, Beans had Jalen Weidermeyer ranked just like period at tight end. So that, yeah. He still has a chance. He's at Indianapolis oh, right now. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Gavin, oh, who's God. my wide receiver sleeper for God's sakes? What? My wide receiver sleeper. Ty Freifogel. For God's sakes. Who? Ty Freifogel. Oh, (laughs) I picked him because he had that one game against Ohio State. That dude was like a UDFA, like borderline guy. Oh no! Yep. Here we go. Are there any other good ones on there? Uh, we'll just keep like we'll just roast ourselves for a while. You know what? Maybe that's next show. Maybe we we go back and just like keep ourselves. We'll go over the NFL playoffs and we'll just go over bad takes throughout the first year. Let's go. That's the next show. How about that? Yes. Our show sheet's probably full. You know what? That's our homework. Go through our show sheet and Well, that's see. what means. I talk shit about the show sheet, but it's nice that we have stuff like that. So that You're welcome. We up. You're welcome. Yep. All I know is I'm the only person who thought K-State could get to 10 wins this year. I, I know that's in the archives somewhere. Uh, I have a, my A.J. Brown being worth $30 million a year take before he was paid $30 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we are good at this. <laughs> I told you. And that was my hot take like three weeks later was uh, we are good at the sports coverage thing because you called it a uh, brown thing. And then, like we had like a roll of like four or five takes. No, we, we were on fire <laughs> last year, which means that we're not going to be on fire at all. Um, no, we, all right, now that we've officially victory lapped, I think it's time hold on. to get – go ahead. Gavin. No, I'm just reading all of these like quick hitters in all caps. For the love of Christ Himself, stop tweeting rookies signing their contracts as fucking news. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's when you knew you were in the thick of the fucking off season. Oh yes, we. Uh, that was the same show that the Giants released James Bradbury. The beginning. Oh uh, no, that, that has to be all time. What date? What's the date on that? What's the date? It was May 10th. May 10th. <laughs> Yeah, they that'll live in infamy. <laughs> yep. All right, so we have a plan. Wow. We're gonna roast ourselves uh, next week. Uh, oh. We'll just pretend it's our one year anniversary because I can't remember what our one year anniversary. I, I love scrolling is. through the hot takes and just knowing which one is beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because remember, like the first ten episodes, I did beans has one. Yeah, well, yeah, beans and- has one. It's that we- too. That's lost to the stands of time because we don't remember. It's not like That's, we can't go back and listen, but hey, Beans is right. Hey. There's only one ocean. I can't. I can't agree with. I can't disagree with them. There is only one ocean, and then I <laughs> we just partitioned that. it for some fucking reason. Yeah, that's uh. All right, we, I, we I seriously got here. I added on to it that the uh, atmosphere stops at arbitrary points because scientists are retarded. Uh, <laughs> We should go. We should literally just walk our way through the show sheet. And just no, do like that's what I'm. Let's do it next week. We, no, that's let's next do week. it next week. That's let's next do it. week. It's next official. Week, we'll go over the NFL stuff. No, no. Assuming there's no like crazy fucking news, right? 
We'll go through the NFL stuff. We'll cover we'll K-State KU. Like, we'll go through K-State KU. We'll hit any major thing. Like if Sean Payton like signed somewhere, we'll like talk <clears> about that. And then we'll just go through the show sheet and you guys just pick out the best thing and we'll just react to it. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Gavin, save Hold it for next save week. It. Save We're it. running out of content for next week. No, just love quick hitters. Mini camp roundup. Robbie Anderson hates life. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think that's the end of our show. Tune in next week as we react to our hits, our misses, and everything in between. We'll laugh a lot next week. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, please follow us at underscore, underscore, F3S. That's underscore, underscore, F3S. Um, you may also buy merch. You may get an 80, number 89 shrub t-shirt on our merch. It's oh, in yeah. the link in the bio of the tweet. We want to say thank God that DeMar Hamlin is doing okay right now. We want to keep praying for Peyton Hillis as, you know, a less publicized story, still in critical condition after saving his kids from drowning. So big ups to Peyton Hillis. Get better soon, big dog. And we'll see you guys here next week. Hit us up if you want any sort of topics discussed. And we will see you next week. Beans, hit the outro. Fuck Bosco, boys. I see you alone.